Tuesday, yeah, it's it's tu- Tuesday night during night. Tuesday night during unemployment life. That you know the days just kind of slur together. But yeah. this, is, this is a nightmare. <laughs> what, anyway. life? Yeah, the whole the whole, the whole the, this pestilence that we're living through. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've but, got it figured out. <laughs> I'm only going to have ongoing, ongoing mass death. Anyway, and you are listening to Giving the Mic to the Wrong Person. I am your host, Jeremy, uh, coming to you once again with a collection of old friends and new uh, to talk to you about scintillating intellectual topics and other uh, incoherent dumb shit. Uh, go, uh, going around the, our little virtual room here, uh, let us introduce our, uh, our, our, our good old friend and uh, co-host, Garrett. Garrett, can you say hello to the viewing audience? I can say hello, Jeremy. Hello, viewing audience. It's me, Garrett. Happy to be here to talk about a very special topic. Excellent. And joining us from a state that is much hotter, that is both much hotter and in, currently in a hot spot right now, uh, will, you, will you gents uh, say hello and introduce yourselves and uh, where you're, <laughs> tell them where you're from, um, as it were? Uh, this is uh, <laughs> Ben Cholak. Uh president of Princeton University and co-host of I Learn Nothing. It's a, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Uh, and I cannot tell you how this is the worst people you could have handed the mic to, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, my name is uh, Patrick Dean, uh, badge number uh, 6569. <laughs> I thought your name, when, what is your name? I thought your name was Winston. <laughs> my name is Garrett. Uh, I can why explain it, the why Winston does it, say, it says Winston on the computer screen. See, this is this is what me, because, we do. Me this is what ben, I'm talking about. This is what I mean. Take, we take no prisoners. You know, we talk about the stuff that matters, like like people's names. Hey, how, yeah. See, how Wait, does, why it, does it say Winston? Why does it? Because the only Microsoft account I have is for my is for what used to be Live.com, and I set that one up to be the like I'm emailing someone and I don't want them to know my my actual identity. So, so I use the name. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. The and kids, then, like, I, the kids I just would call that your your Finsta email. Do you know about Finsta? Do you know about the kids, the young people? <laughs> I've heard of kids. I'm not. I'm not as sharp about Finsta. So this is really good to learn these <laughs> sorts of like things bacon, so that I can talk stuff. to kids. <laughs> so basically, the Finsta, I guess, is when you're like a like a young person and you have like an alternate Instagram. It's like your fake Instagram, and I guess you like reveal oh. more uh, personal feelings or possibly personal uh, f- uh, photographs of your uh, uh, vaginas or whatever. I mean, I don't really know what goes on there. <laughs> what? what I'm le- legally, I'm not allowed to be on Instagram, and it's uh, it's not what you think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's. I thought of a joke and now that made me laugh, so I, I, lo- I forgot it. Did they, I, I have that effect on people. Yeah, what's the, what's the name of the of the the Instagram account you use for your uh, for your FinDom setup? Then for me, it's uh, at uh, uh, Break Pat's Balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's my dominatrix. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> she really does. It fucking rules. Can we say fuck on your show, or is that illegal? Uh, no, it's it's encouraged. Oh, okay. Well, fuck then. yeah. <laughs> So anyway, as you can, um, so um, wait, have we have we have we actually introduced everyone? I can't remember. I think we did. Yeah, I think I think we're all introduced. Gotcha. I, yeah, I kind of can't remember either. Ben Sherlock, Pat Dean, we got we, we, I already Winston, then we got Jeremy. Yes, and um, one of the topics because occasionally we will uh, we will occasionally um, in our. Um, 
slightly random release scheme hit upon particular topics, some some of them more timeless than timely. And this was, oh, we got we got video signal. I'm working oh, shit. on it. Winston's here. We still, we've been talking to Winston for about Maybe. 45 minutes. We've never seen yeah, his when, face. When is Garrett get, getting here? Oh, I keep forgetting his name's Garrett. <laughs> what well, says Winston? Sorry. I know. Yeah. There we go. There he oh, is. Look at this handsome son of a bitch. Are you kidding? I told so, you, you guys. I want to fuck and this by guy. By the way, so this bad. is this is an old cell phone, married brother. Uh, but I mean, Ooh, look, let's look talk. at that T-shirt. I'll mm-hmm. I'll I'll do I'll after. Okay. But um, anyway, but it was one of the things where Garrett had the idea of wanted to talk about Nietzsche, and it was since uh, I myself have somewhat of a half-assed philosophy background. Um, I actually, I will say, I was actually taught by I, I, <laughs> I was taught in, in my existentialism classes. Were taught by the guy who was personal, who had uh, was taught by Walter Kaufman who was the person probably most responsible for both uh, updating all the translations for Nietzsche and also kind of like helping to kind of, um, what, rehabilitate, I guess you'd call it? Yeah. His yeah, reputation well, after, after like, World War II? Basically say, like, hey, by the way, this guy is not actually a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone calm down. Minor clarification. Right. Minor clarification, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should probably <laughs> then point out that we do a podcast together about philosophy. I just realized we introduced ourselves and didn't say... I- I said Any, a philosophy podcast for idiots. Oh, you did? Well, I yeah. wasn't listening in that case. I know. That's, that's the podcast. So po- the, this, the podcast that we run is, is basically I try to teach Pat about – I have a philosophy Say degree. Say it again. And I try to fucking <laughs> teach Pat topics about philosophy, and he does not he, – he barely knows I'm there. Barely registers. That, but you said all that earlier? or I, I, Yeah, I said it very quickly, but I said yeah. it. Okay. Well, then I apologize for completely interrupting the flow of the show then. <laughs> and Go. So, so Ben, when you were so when you were getting your philosophy degree, uh, was Nietzsche a, a big uh, interest for you? Yeah, he's so he'd been a, an interest for me since I was. I mean, I mean, it, I, I was the typical age for when you pretend to start reading Nietzsche, which was like fourteen. That's when I like started getting into him. Sure, but then I actually read so him, it's and nice to own a Nietzsche book. Yeah, and then I and then I, well, I actually Ben couldn't understand it because he didn't realize that there was actually an English translation available. So he just yeah, kind I just of tried to read the German, and I yeah. just had no idea what was going He's on. He's like, "This doesn't make any sense." He just didn't know. And you know, this, this, wor- this word has twenty-two letters in it. <laughs> They're all consonants. Nothing about this makes any yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Ben fucking loves this guy. This is like Ben's. If I could. You know, I don't want to speak for you, Ben, but uh, I love speaking for you. So I'm just yeah, going to say that. Just going to, I'm just, I'll just let you. Just go ahead. What? He is your uh, biggest inspiration in life, if, if no. I'm understanding you correctly. No, I've said it multiple times that he's not. But no. he is one of my favorite philosophers. Yes. He's in my top five. Yeah. He's in my starting yeah, so, line. So extremes, extreme same. And I think that he, uh, I mean, I, 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 I feel like I, I feel like. You know, being part of the political left, I'm supposed to call Nietzsche uh, a problematic fave, uh, but well, I don't that. think he Absolutely is. Absolutely, he is. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! This, this is okay. a uh, this is a left leaning podcast. <laughs> ben, what oh, the shit? What we should have started with that. Yeah, sorry to break it to you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe I don't know what what how how serious the term problematic fave is. I guess. 
Because, I mean, he is pretty problematic. He said some shit that he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> in no, he was a provocative philosopher for, for certain, right? But Yeah. yeah. He, he's, he, he, well, he's sort he of hated, like... He hated the, the, the like, women's <laughs> suffrage movement. Fucking hated it. <laughs> well, you know, you know what, it, you know what it's like. Honestly, it's like listening to like, like, uh, like '90s rap. I loved '90s rap when I was growing up, because uh, I was, you know, like 12 in the '90s, and it's so interesting because when you look back on a lot of those lyrics, you're like, oh shit. Like that's what a problematic fave is to me. Something where I go, I loved, I loved this so deeply when I was young, that even though I know like you shouldn't have said that or whatever, like I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna listen to it. There are other songs. That's actually the the most apt thing I think I've ever heard you say. Well, I'm a pretty apt guy. It's great that you did it on someone else's podcast instead of our own. <laughs> but well, <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you never know who's listening, Ben. That's what I always say. Shakespeare, or rather uh, Spielberg. Listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'd like to confess that I that I only said problematic fave because of the Instagram uh, comment from earlier, and I felt so sheepish about not knowing what you were talking about that I tried to I tried to uh, do a little razzle dazzle with the youthful uh, uh, jargon, and I, I don't think I've done a good job. Failed completely, but that's okay. Pat, oh, that's you guys, uh, Pat's probably making it up. Yeah, youthful. Yeah, what if it wasn't real? <laughs> yeah, youthful Instagram users are, of course, our target mar- target audience. But anyway, um, Garrett, well, how about we have you uh, kick it, kick things off? Um, so Nietzsche, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, do we? How should we describe? Um, how do we even? Inter- I'm trying to th- just think. Of, not even just like a sub format for the show in terms of like an overall. I don't know if we necessarily want to do a biography of of the guy, but how do we want to? Uh, how do we want to start this off? Well, hopefully that like through the through the conversation, like some of his biography, it seems like Ben knows quite a bit about Nietzsche, probably more than I do. Uh, yeah, you know, I, does. I do. Um, you know, ho- hopefully that will sort of, you know, c- come come to the fore as we're talking. Uh, I, I mean, the one thing I wanted to start with by saying, and I, I guess it's sort of sort of taking a step half backwards, is that uh I do think that, you know, like, I I like Marx a lot. He's one of the big sort of philosophical touchstones for me, and so is Nietzsche. Yeah. And um, I, I think, like Ben, I feel kind of like, you know, you can't, like, we can make these things work together. And I, I'm not clever enough to say exactly how, but I just have a sense of it at this point. So I wanted to talk about Nietzsche because I feel like the left often, unless it's sort of a, I don't want to start getting into, like, this sort of shit but let's let's say for lack of a better way of describing any sort of like uh non-marxist uh what 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 is often called perhaps rightly or wrongly post-structural left um is excited is sometimes enthusiastic about nietzsche and that's maybe about it and you know as a marxist i want to get uh marxists somewhat enthusiastic about nietzsche yeah for sure uh, I, but that I, means we got to talk about it so let's yeah. do that I can't wait to dive into this because, yeah, you're kind of right. I mean, like, it I is. I can't wait to. It is. <laughs> I just love. Pat is just going to be like this fucking just observer in this one corner of my screen. Yeah. While the, <laughs> while the rest of us talk about Nietzsche. But, and Marx, too. And so be yeah, like, I just Pat, genuinely, Pat I just, what are your thoughts on Marx? Yeah, I just genuinely find it interesting. I don't, yeah. like, say a word. I just listen. <laughs> but, like, that, I mean, that'd be great. Uh, but It'd be awesome if, if we go, Pat, and you just go, Yeah. Like it, you know, like every once in a while, like we, we check in with you. Yeah, is that something? It's like a, yeah. it's is like patronizing. Pat, what are your thoughts on dialectical materialism? 
I think it fucking kicks ass. <laughs> I love the it. Best kind it's, of materialism. <laughs> it's probably the best. Uh, yeah, type of type of that type of that. Ben, <laughs> see, Ben thought he could trick me, but he can't. I'm too smart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, oh. what were you saying before I was an idiot? No, it's it's fine. I yeah. Uh, basically, yes, uh, Garrett, you do have a point about like he is very prominent in. It's it's weird. It's basically like when you say post post structuralist left, right, or like the postmodern left. Basically, I, like it's mostly like French. <laughs> it's like the French right, left. Yeah, you know, Those sort of at, quote quote unquote continental philosophers. Yeah, exactly. And they they weirdly loved him, loved Freud, and also loved Marx. And they made it work. So I think that we can we can make it work on the side of the right. fucking pond. Too. I think I think Heidegger is the one who fucked it up. Who was a Nazi? He was literally not. Yeah, literally not. I yeah. don't like him. I really don't. I'm not like a big him. fan either. Um, and he's a fuckboy. He's a fucking fuckboy. <laughs> yeah. He is because he fucked uh, Hannah Hannah Arendt, right? who was Jewish, and then uh, when she uh, uh, when he like had to basically in order to keep his like position uh, at the University of Marburg right during when in, during the rise of the Third Reich, uh, and Hannah Arendt was like, "What's the fucking deal? I thought that uh, you were cool." Uh, and he responded to her being basically like, it's all right, I still like you. But he never, like, explicitly apologized for being a, you know, oh, that was, that was fucking Nazi. <laughs> that was kind of nice of him to do, you know? But, oh, okay, I will, uh, I will start, start the input of just some basic biographical information. Uh, Nietzsche the Dude, born in, uh, way back in Prussia, uh, when, it's, when that still existed, in October of 1844, Son of a what is it? Son of a Lutheran pastor, I believe. Yeah. yeah. The thing, the thing about Prussia is that kids these days, growing up, they're not gonna they're not gonna know anything about Prussia, and it's like that's where punk rock really kind of sprung from. You could could make that argument. <laughs> you could correct. Hey, go on. You could can anyone name another punk? prominent yeah. Prussian philosopher? Anybody? Yeah, I can. Yeah, go who for is it? it. Um, Ralph. Jones. Okay, yep. close. <laughs> but yeah, three, his main but, philosophy was that he he liked three things: beer, making love to his wife, and uh, pickup trucks. You got two out of three for I, for who I think you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that like, class- you're talking about Mark, right? He, I don't remember if he was born in Prussia or not. To be oh, honest. I was talking about Immanuel Kant. I didn't know that Marx was perhaps born in in Prussia. Well, where's I know he was born in Germany. Well, where's where's German. Trier? Where's Trier German. at? Prussia wasn't Germany. Prussia was what? one of the Germans for a while. Yeah. Prussia was know. one of the Germanies. Yeah, yeah. because Ger- Germany was a fucking uh, like the like conglomeration of fucking uh, like different principalities and city states. Oh, okay. And shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, so he was born in one of those, I think, and then like right when he was like a teenager, they all unified. Yeah. Uh, Good for but, them. Fucking Kant. Yeah, but it, um, and <laughs> Kant was the one guy. I think we were reading Kant. I think in like freshman year for some god awful reason. I don't know why I had subjected myself, subjected myself. But I always wasn't he. Like, the entire point was like he was such a dick. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm I'm going to write this dense, and you know, and like screw you if you can't read it. Basically, well, he was the first guy who started that. Yeah, he was the guy where he'd walk around, uh, and they would actually uh, they'd set their clocks by him because you'd always go for like walks or whatever yeah yeah that, that, that was him right yeah that's con you're that's, right that's yeah con. so fuck yeah. you 
<laughs> what do you mean fuck me? Fuck you. Why? why? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, I, I, I just hadn't said anything in a while. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Nietzsche right, Nietzsche is right. born in uh, in born in Prussia, Pr- Prussian born. As what he as Emmanuel Kant. I thought we were bad stuff. No, he's no he no he was long since dead. Um, um, the anyway, Nietzsche, so Nietzsche, Prussian born, as he had tattooed across his uh, his stomach in like old German font for some reason. Um, <laughs> that would be fucking tight. That would be so fucking funny. Loses, yeah, with those funny double German double S's that looks like a B. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, like, it's, it's like it's like thug life except Prussian. Yeah, and yeah. he's like ripped, and you didn't like you had no idea. He's <laughs> wearing suits, but he's just like fucking jacked. Yeah, the um, wounds up. He loses loses his dad. I think he was when his dad's like when he was like four years old. Lives with his yeah. with, lives with like mom and uh, mom and sister and grandma and all, and all that. Eventually, kicks around, winds up becoming uh, studies philology, which I, which took me like years to understand what the hell that actually was. But I think it was kind yeah, of the it's thing. Kind of like classics and linguistics combined. That's yeah. basically what it was. And eventually, but through his connections, get, gets himself a full profess, professorial teaching slot at the age of 24, which is, and I, I don't even think he, he didn't really have a doctor, but they, he, his friends got him a, got him a decent job. Yeah, so he said, yeah, yeah, a full professorship. When I was 24, I was unemployed. I worked at Starbucks. I, uh, I had a college radio show and I, uh. What the hell was I doing at twenty four? Oh, I uh, I started I started putting on uh, punk shows in my basement. Well, yeah, well, I was a substitute teacher for Fairfax County Public Schools. What do you say to that? Oh, also, so that, I wrote I wrote record. That re- actually makes you closer to Nietzsche You're than the closest any. to Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah, of all, of yeah. all of us. <laughs> you, you added a career in education, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a uh, yeah. At twenty four, he was already teaching on a substitute yeah. basis. Hey. What if it, a hundred years from now, like there's a, just a resurgence of Nazism, and, <laughs> oh, and they're just like not. Pat Dean had wrote all of our ideas down, man. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch, <laughs> Nazis, cut it out. Uh, well, no, I taught. Uh, yeah, so I was doing substitute teaching at that point. I was actually uh, teaching. I took over as the special ed uh, algebra teacher. Hmm. What do you say to that? Let's do a separate Impressed. episode on that. I wasn't being facetious, by the way. That's actually an interesting thing to talk about. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was actually kind of interesting. Yeah, we, though, though I though I, I didn't talk that about that. That'll be fun. <laughs> okay, Jeremy, do you have any more biographical information you'd like to get, uh, he, get, get out? He, tell us. He reads Schopenhauer uh, when he was like what I think in like in when he's like twenty one or so, which pretty much changes his life. Yeah. Um, Schopenhauer, we Schopenhauer will, was probably my first favorite philosopher. Schopenhauer, first. we will. Schopenhauer, will come back to him. And my favorite composer. <laughs> he does have like one of those like those like nineteenth century German, com, com, you know, like German Austrian Prussian composer names. Yes. Yeah, dude. Dude, yeah. I was speaking of composers, we, we'll get into this. His fucking weird, very weird relationship with. Uh, sorry, Wagner. Nietzsche. Not yeah, with Wagner. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, like super weird. Yeah, he hooks up with pretty much hooks up with Wagner and treats him as like effectively like a mentor. And because Va- Va- uh, the thing I never really realized, but Wagner was about his dad's age, and so Nietzsche never really having a dad hooks up with Wagner. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you know even like writes 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 and I think dedicates his first book to him too. But uh, it's I, 
Yeah. The, uh, uh, the, he's a little boy who really misses his dad. And that's uh, that I think also definitely informs a lot of <laughs> of his more problematic opinions about women. Right. Yeah. You know, like he's just just was not how they're all how they always be shopping and all this stuff. <laughs> I mean, no, not shopping, but the, like his his fucking mom and and sister. Well, not his sister so much. He was like kind of in love with his sister, but uh, his mom and his Who grandma kind of fucking like ganged up on him and like they were pretty rough on him from, yeah. from what i've when i've read about it yeah, yeah and he just never had a father because the, he fucking died when he was four so he's like i might as well just not know who this guy is as, yeah as his main tra- i think the one line that his main translator walter coffin would say is that everything nietzsche knew about women was secondhand and third rate <laughs> so, yeah not bad that's what i like uh, about coffin is that like he he does call nietzsche out for like the, the opinions that he has that that do suck. Mm-hmm. You, guys, does, you guys love this Kaufman guy. He's a, he's he he was very important. Yeah, he's kind he, of like the man for this. Is what if, you're saying? If you took yeah, it a if, little bit for our audience, for like he's for sort like of the, the he's the English speaking world basically. Yeah. Okay. He, he's the Pat Dean of. Yeah. If you ever right. yeah if you ever took a uh, if you ever just took really cool the, and important and handsome yeah he's the overman if you will yeah yes. also, he, see that's what I see that's what the what uh, what I knew about this guy the whole overman right. thing because it was for a while in the eighties it was very fashionable to um, uh, uh, have references to this to to Nietzsche and so uh, there was like uh, uh, this comic called uh, Miracle Man by Alan Moore. Uh, where they they heavily talk about the overman concept. Uh, there's like a bunch of comic books in the 80s that do that. So uh, that's basically before Ben taught me about him. Uh, that's pretty much the only thing I knew about him is that he was the uh, inspiration for a lot of uh, comic book stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to put it mildly, uh, yeah, he was. Yeah, that concept did kind of lead in. Yeah. Nailed it, Ben. I just nailed that so hard. But um, these two, they, they can't hear me right now. They don't even fucking know what's going on. I just <laughs> nailed it, Ben. These two. All right, now they can hear me. Now, anyway, so yeah, what? What? Two great guys. And we're back. <laughs> the um, but yeah, Walter Kaufman also. Wrote, if you took an existentialism class in undergrad or whenever, Walter Kaufman actually wrote like one of the main books, kind of a like a reader of um of like you know intro to all the stuff like you know that has like, you know keeps little sections of everything from like there's like bits in there from um. From like Dostoevsky to uh, oh, to commute. I think I have that book. Yeah, Is it like, like some yeah, something like Dostoevsky to Sartre or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. a. Uh, it's. I think I've had like two or three copies of it over my life, but yeah, it's a. It's is is a great introduction, and uh, Walter Kaufman wrote it. Anyway, back, uh, back to Nietzsche. Let's see. He uh, winds up again, uh, teaches for a while. I think for like ten years. Volunteers voluntarily enlists in the Franco-Prussian War. Um, <laughs> where at one point he, as a mounted artillery, uh, uh, I don't know if he was an officer, but he was in the he was in an, a mounted artillery unit. Gets thrown from a horse and gets hurt again, and so it, it's one of those things where, like, his, all of his life he's got almost like continually stacked up, um, just like just increasing yeah. amount of a medic, Man, medical injuries. Can you imagine being in the trenches during war and you're like, everything is like the adrenaline's going. People are trying to kill you. There's people bombing you. And like Nietzsche is with you. And you're like, (laughs) and you're like, all right, like, let's do this. And he's just like kind of a downer. And you're like, ah, fuck Nietzsche. Like, 
Come on, man. Well, he would just be like, he would be one of those guys who's just like super enthusiastic about the mission of like being at war, the glory of war. And, right. then, yeah. and then he'd be like the first guy fucking shot. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then he's just like, "Fuck!" What's yeah? It wouldn't be it wouldn't be like like having like Werner Herzog there like narrating it <laughs> no, like the entire action like, while you're while it's happening to you. But Friedrich, I must confess, I am scared. We Get should out. not be scared. You, this is you need to say yes to this moment, uh, the <laughs> the glory that to to not Man. be one of the herd Dang. to die and be, uh, you know. That's a good Herzog. Then uh, Benny Boy has a pretty good. I, I, have, uh, I have a bit of a Herzog. I haven't done it so long. You I'm too do yours, and then then no, I'll I'll I don't do. I want to do it right now because he just did a really good one. So I'm gonna embarrass myself. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll do my uh, Werner Herzog. Here we go. Um, it's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're having a lot of fun here, guys. I saw that movie at the movie theater. Anyway, Arnold Schwarzenegger but, uh, who was uh, also, Austrian, not Prussian. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. Who? Wait, who was <laughs> Schwarzenegger? Was Austrian, not Prussian? Oh, yeah, that's true. Ben, fucking idiot. What do you mean, no, fuck you? A... Anyway, look, fuck. <laughs> what do you mean, fuck you? <laughs> anyway, um. So, but at some point during his life, either while he was a student or while he was on, or he is an army, visits a brothel, catches uh-huh. a case of the syphilis, which yeah. may or may not, well, probably did, uh, come into play That's later sweet, in life. Sweet syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> That's a very Nietzsche way to do it, by the way. You know what I mean? He's like, I'm not just gonna, just gonna have ordinary sex. I'm gonna have dangerous sex. Yeah. Uh, that that shows. My commitment to you know you know the 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 living get, a full life the dis- yeah. Yeah, the, the Dionysian dick wet yeah no matter what the di- <laughs> was, yeah the Dionysian uh, is he a, is he a free market guy I don't no, think so people love him okay well because that, yeah. that would be that very ironic yeah he, he's not a free market guy at all really like he never he really care about it economic shit that's no. the thing yeah and so it's weird that like a lot of elements of the right kind of like embrace him i think it's more for like his his he his he, he is like a radical like individualist in a certain way right but he just That's but it, it's not it's not the it's not the economic side of it it's, it's not about like he's not like an elon musk or something like that who's like yeah like you you need to acquire as much wealth as possible it's like yeah. uh you need to commit basically his his philosophy was like you need to create as many beautiful and meaningful pieces of art as you can uh, while you're alive, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> so he's so he's on my asshole. <laughs> uh, but you know what I always you know what I always say. And I think that the fact you that heard like, about this? Ha- <laughs> <laughs> thank you. yes, thank you, Dave. I th- I think the fact that Hayek uh, loved Nietzsche, or at least that's my understanding, and the fact that Ayn Rand, though she said she never read Nietzsche. Uh, was very it was seems like a sort of um, low rent Nietzsche, if you will. Uh, um, I think that's really part of what his appeal was channeled through. As far as I think Hayek is really what it was for for economics, anyway. Yeah. Uh, oh sure. You know yeah. Fucking and and Ayn Rand definitely like popularized him a little bit too, just like in a more like like culturally digestible way. Like for people who didn't understand economics, they'd be like, oh Which, well, he's also saying like. But but she said she didn't read Nietzsche. She she claimed her philosophy was entirely derived from Aristotle. Well, yeah, I mean she was you know Russian. She couldn't you know she couldn't read it. <laughs> but yeah, good point. Good it's, point. So Ayn Rand is is not a philosopher and no, never was. I agree. 
she's a fraud and an idiot. So yeah. <laughs> there's that. So that's that basically settles that. But I mean, let's like, not yeah. talk about Ayn Rand, I guess. But it, well, it's, I will say on that point, um, uh, Fritschoff, my uh, my uh, philosophy professor, who taught me all this stuff, was the one actually meant, talked about how um, like like. It was like Ayn Rand's things were. It's like kind of like 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 a uh, like like a, like a dumb guy thinking they're smart. You don't think it's kind of a thing of like she she was talking about um, like because Nietzsche would talk about developing the self, and she just took that as meaning well you have to be selfish. And as my right. philosophy mm-hmm. professor would yeah. say, is like being selfish is not self is not selfish enough. Like you don't de- you know you don't you do not a self is something you have to develop over the years. You know it's an existentialism thing, but you know it's not just like being a little like you know selfish ash- selfish asshole. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, exactly. That's actually I, I agree with that because it's like it's not about fucking getting getting over people like right and like you know climbing over people to get your goal and like fuck them and you know i'm going to use you to get to 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 my own goal it's more about fucking fighting against the shit that's like setting you back in your own head yeah like i I feel like nietzsche was way more about uh like conquering more your own your own like limitations and demons uh than like than anything about like you know fucking over other people okay well let me ask you this then why was it so easily co-opted by the uh, the hated Third Reich? It's actually a really easy answer. It's his fucking sister. Yeah, they, we're, we're getting to that. Yeah, <laughs> what? I told yeah, you this. Little book called Will to Power, my yeah. friend. We're getting to that. All right. Yeah. So just feeling uh, set up some bio, some, biograph, some biographical information uh, he only teaches for 10 years kind of I think getting hurt and kind of having like massive um, you know he breaks with Wagner at a certain point because he really because <laughs> I mean even for a uh, even for a 19th century um, uh, uh, German Wagner was a little bit too anti-Semitic for like anybody. So at some point that he was a real, uh, he had a real problem. Yeah. So uh, Nietzsche break, break, breaks with that, which is effectively like him divo- him like losing his like second father. Does a lot of stuff. Uh, you know. Yeah, he was pissed about that. Yeah, retires from teaching after about ten years, and then just starts writing. You know, write publishes like many more books. Um, and I think let's see, this is, um, I mean, check my little notes here. Make sure I'm not skipping anything. Yeah. Um, what happens what is book, Jeremy. What's that? What was the first book? Genesis. That's true. That was the first book. You know, it's book like, of Genesis. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's called Genesis. It has to be the first book. You know, it's about. It's hey, it's, hey, we're we're making this Bible thing. We have a, we have a book about how they're put, how it's starting. Why don't we just like, put that book at the beginning of it? You know, why not? You know, we could. Yeah. You know, why 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 start in media res in our big story when we can just put the you know the uh, beginning book at the front? Anyway, yeah. How are you going to catch people up on the canon? You know? Yeah. Let's just put it in order. If the was Bible it? started in media rest, that actually would be incredible. <laughs> if, if the Bible was written like like uh, like a Tarantino script, where just everything's out of order, and you kind of have to later on go back and go, oh, okay, that's how it was working. Yeah, yeah. That, that would, would rule that so would hard. Be actually, pretty tight. If it start if it started at the cru- at the crucifixion, yeah, no yeah. context, no explanation. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, they're nailing this fucking guy to a cross. Yeah. Why? And it's Willem. It's Willem Dafoe reprising his role from The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, that, Son of a bitch. That would be so yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah, freeze frame. Scorsese just left him up there. Yeah, freeze frame, record scratch. Hey, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turns out it's really it's a really interesting story. 
Well, it's... <laughs> Boy, how did I get into this situation? Growing go up, the, the only beginning. child of an old man and the mother of God was pretty strange. <laughs> he, oh, no, that's the thing is, he wasn't an only child though. He did have brothers. So well, yeah, that's that, that. Yeah, that's a, a big debate. Is yeah. that whether or not that was uh, in the Bible? They meant that uh, metaphorically or literally. Right. Ben and I are both Catholic, so we know that. Uh, Jesus had no biological brothers uh, or sisters. Yeah, and his mother remained a virgin her entire life. Yeah, what do you say to that? Pretty cool, right? <laughs> odd Catholic. Yeah. Well, it was either that or the podcast. Or, you know, <laughs> see, what if the yeah, uh, prize? Uh, as, as, as y'all know from listening to our podcast, uh, our podcast, I Learned Nothing, is officially uh, sanctioned and sponsored by. by yeah, the Vatican, the Holy uh, Catholic Apostolic Church. So and whatever whatever we say is pretty much uh, the Vatican's official stance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, the other the other the other possible opening, especially if it was going to be like a Tarantino flake, was the Bible opens and like Jesus is like hunkered down in the middle of a firefight with like you know just checking the number of rounds in his pistol before he's like and then like notices he only got three left and like. <sighs> And then, you know, goes do something, and then all of a sudden we cut, we fade into, like, some memory of childhood or something. Anyway. Right, you know right. what's very tight? Those, is, is those three bullets, those three bullets that he has left, he's named them. They're called the Father, the Son, <laughs> and the Holy Spirit. You know, honestly, if if we if I actually was wanting to, to make this movie, I would have it open up with him being tempted by Satan. I think that would be a pretty interesting, uh, sorry to break character, but that would be kind of an interesting uh, opening scene. <laughs> Who Wouldn't that be kind of cool? For Satan. Um, I think for Satan. Samuel L. Jackson. No, you know I, Samuel L. Jackson would. You know, here's the thing. What I would do is I would actually, if if I was in charge of this, which I do intend on being, Certainly. I think what's going to happen is what I think would be really cool is if Satan was played by a, a few different actors. So, uh, depending upon the uh, the view, so you're already getting meta meta with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dude. Chet's one of them. Kate Blanchett would be great. Uh, the guy who played uh, Moriart- Moriarty on Sherlock would be great. Ooh, good uh, choice. Uh, uh, your boy, uh, who else? Um, Tilda Swinton. I think Tilda Swinton would be. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> I can't think of an actor that I, like I wouldn't want to see try to do the devil. Like, but, there's so many different ways to do it. But Tilda Swinton has. Ar- Speaking of uh, Alan Moore related properties, Tilda Swinton has already played a a a, a supernatural, dare I say, angelic character in the film adaptation of Constantine. Oh. Mm. Which actually is which which actually is worth seeing. Which actually is worth the movie is worth seeing. It just although the fact that they cast it that they cast you know Keanu Reeves as this as the uh, a working class English bloke in the middle in Los Angeles just makes the whatever. But everything else about Constantine is a lot of fun. Yeah, there you go. So I'm right. I, I'm a big John Constantine fan. I'm right now showing the uh, the other people in, the, in our little chat here. Uh, hope that hopefully we're not recording uh, 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 some John Constantine Hellblazer comic books. I love uh, Constantine, especially the uh, the uh, the Grant uh, uh, and his uh, stuff that that he did, mm-hmm. because there is a um, there's a bigger um, emphasis placed on characters and stuff like that versus magic and crazy adventures and superheroes and stuff. Right. It is a a really incredible. Uh, and also, he ages in real time, which I think is kind of cool. Oh, so never, it's, it's a very incredible that, yeah. thing. So by by the time that the series ended, he was like well over sixty years old. 
Uh, so the point is that I'm a big fan of him. But I heard that movie was fucking terrible, so I never watched it. I heard it was very bad. I don't think it's terrible. It's, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a Papa Mid. They talk to Papa Midnight in a, and there's a scene where he has to like oh, yeah. visit hell. Th- uh, talk a- to my dad. That's weird. Yes, um, that's right. you're going to say Papa Roach, Jeremy. <laughs> no, they, they no their song hey, was. Re- their s- mean, it's me, Papa Midnight. <laughs> Ben's like, what? One second. You see, now you're just getting the the wrong side of my family with your racial stereotypes. It's, my dad's the Jewish side. Oh, <laughs> remember? You um, met him. I know. I've met him several times. You know? Oh, did, you, did you hear that they're actually working on a Justice League Dark? Um, I don't know if it's like a TV series or like a movie treatment or like a streaming show, but they really are work. Uh, I'm kind of curious because finally we'll get a chance. Well, actually, I think they've we've had a Zatanna before, but just a show that actually has like both uh, Constantine and Zatanna in it, like I would watch. But oh yeah, that would rule. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, they could Wait, totally who? do that. What's too. the second? Who's the second name you're saying? Zatanna is she like speaks backwards. Uh, oh. The magician, the magician, the magician lady who hangs out with Batman. Yeah, and, and uh, to do your her spell, she has to speak backwards. I'll say this: is that the the one comic book movie that I want? I'll be to right see, back, homies. I'm gonna get another beer. <laughs> okay, but you're you're we'll, uh, get, we'll you're get to miss, we'll get to need you're you soon missing enough. What I'm <laughs> saying. Um, the thing that I would like to see, comic book wise, my friends, uh, I, I do consider uh, you my friend at this point, Ben. Is that uh, <laughs> if they made if they made a. Uh, a, a Marvel Man movie that would be tight as hell. Like people put up this thing on Twitter where it was like, it was like, what uh, name a, a, a director and what Marvel movie you would like them to to do? And uh-huh. my answer, and a lot of people had this answer, so it wasn't original, but uh, I would love to see Steven Spielberg direct a Fantastic Four movie set in the 1960s when they originally came out. That would, I think, that would just be so fucking awesome. Uh, the other one is goddamn yeah, that would, that would rule. my good friend David Fincher doing uh, adapting Mar- uh, adapting uh, Miracle Man. I think that would fucking rule so hard. I don't know how you how you would how how could you get a thematically appropriate Miracle Man through the studio system without it getting like noted to death. Um, I think if the thing about it is that so. Uh, Miracle Man is not as well known these days as like Watchmen or the Sandman or whatever. Right. But it's it's arguably more important because it kind of kickstarted it. Totally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just now now I don't know what you guys are talking about, so I'm I'll just well you're you're <laughs> chiming in and you're agreeing and, and I appreciate it. Um, it. It is the first deconstruction of a superhero ever in comic books, and so uh, from that alone, it's it's. It's very important, but it's also, um, you know how there sometimes you hear so much uh, hype about something, then you finally see it, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is fine, because yes. so many people have ripped it off over the years that yeah. you're kind of like, what is revolutionary about this? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, a yes. lot of people say that about Watchmen, the comic book, but I'll say this. Uh, this comic book, uh, Miracle Man, is so good that people have not been able to to rip it off that bad. Yeah, although it's very good, right? Although it's, it, a lot of the stuff, I can't wait. Did did, uh, did um, which came first? Did he work on? Did V for Vendetta or did Miracle Man come in first? Because I can't remember. Or if he because uh, it didn't didn't like Miracle Man, oh Marvel Man, whatever the fuck. Like he like work on like two different times. And I can't remember yeah, what the uh, so, so, what the order of things so, were. So yeah, probably I should have mentioned that. So Marvel Man is uh, in England. It was known as Marvel Man. 
But then Marvel Comics uh, threatened a lawsuit, so blah, 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 blah. So when it was reprinted in America and all the reprints after that, they changed it to Miracle Man. Which is interesting because the character is a ripoff of Captain Marvel to begin with. So it's like, I don't know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah. An oral so, virus of licensing. Yeah. I guess at the end of the day... I just licensing, gotta, man. <laughs> at the end of the day, I just got to say fucking licensing, man. And uh, eventually it was the person who took over and completed the series was uh, Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman uh, years yeah. before he started up Sandman. Yeah, Neil Gaiman with uh, Mark Buckingham, who went on to uh, illustrate fables with Bill Willingham, and I have wasted my life. <laughs> did you expect? So did you expect fables to turn into some some very convoluted allegory for the state of Israel? For, for Israel, yeah, um, to the point where like so, you're looking at like, wait a minute, whoa, there's something going wait, on here. Really? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> it gets really weird. Like, yeah, so yeah, you know that that rule, yeah, that. So basically, Fables is this comic book <laughs> where it's like the it's it's one of these comics where it's sort of like Why the Last Man in this sense, where it has probably the dumbest premise ever, but it, they pull it off really well. And the premise is that all the uh, the fairy tales that that we've talked about over the years, Aesop's Fables, the Big Bad Wolf, the Three Little Pigs, all this shit, mm. um, it's all stuff. real. Yeah, they live in a magical uh, community in New York City. And um, they, it, it, the stories is about them oh, just kind of living there. <laughs> yeah, they live in Bushwick. Uh, but no, but so it, that's the really dumb idea. But it's a very great comic. But uh, yeah, about halfway through, there's this there's this kind of weird monologue that uh, uh, the big big B Wolf gives uh, about how about the Fable Jews. Town. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. It was just some kind of anti-Semitic screech. No, no, in uh, completely, you know, completely. Yeah, uh, it's it's very much in favor. Yeah, yeah, and so 180 kind of degrees about how Fable Town is a, a a place that is surrounded by enemies that want to kill them. Blah 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 blah. And it's he's basically like, yeah, it's a lot like this place called Israel. I could probably find it. I mean, I'm looking at my comic collection right now, but and that's a little ham-fisted too. It's like it's kind of like this place called. Israel, and then the rest. Yeah. Of it like, Again, it, it gets it, Israel. It gets so, like. Jeremy, let me ask you. Let me ask you this: How, uh, as a fan of the comic book, and I, I know that uh, I don't know what the DSA is, but I know that you're in it. Uh, so I have to imagine that uh, you know. I mean, if, if you're if you're like myself and Dan, you kind of are into the uh, the idea of it, a two state thing. You know, the Palestinians having uh, autonomy there as well, stuff like that. Whatever. So if that's your beliefs, no comment. Well, what was your response when you read that in the book? Um, I think my response was, wait, where did this come from? Like I said, it's one of those, it's like, it's, it was almost the thing of like, I don't know if it necessarily came out of nowhere, because it, it might have been a thing that was the kind of like some sort of like guiding theme from the very beginning, but um, it goes from being... Because I think it goes from being like very like low level, what is a very like, you know, um, urban fantasy story. Um, yeah. And then at some point it it goes from, say, like it goes from something that could be, you know, you could be lost in the background hum into becoming like one of the loudest things, you know, becoming such a, a loud thing that you can't escape it because it's omnipresent and love. And, and sure. it's, it's that discontinuity. It's that jump that is the um, you know, that, that spike of um you know becoming in the foreground like wait wait where the hell did this come from you know all of a sudden yeah um, it feels like he was waiting to talk about it yeah whoever wrote it was you just know, waiting. but i haven't i haven't i mean i haven't I read it bill willingham you know I, I actually i believe in the three state solution 
That is, uh, it's Israel, Palestine, then, uh, then me and Ben. Makes sense. Sure. Okay. We got our own, we got our own state. Yeah. I think we've earned it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Beautiful out there. Sure, Babe yeah. Why not? Let's, let's lobby Babe, the then, Babe City. Let's get this going. And if you're lucky, you can get like a, say you can, you know, get, get, get the franchise rights to like open up your own like In-N-Out Burger there for some reason. You know, why not? Yeah, why not? That would rule. Yeah, fully kosher. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll hit on my dad about that. Yeah, can yeah, can you uh hit, Or in the case yeah, of In-N-Out Burger, sure. you know, animal styles like, oh, I guess you can't do kosher here, but it, still, you know, just come on by if I you know. want to cross into we'll, we'll make adjustments. Uh, we will honor whoever wants to come to our uh, In-N-Out Burger in Jerusalem, which we, where me and Ben plan we're on gonna, moving to. We're going to build it on the Dome of the Rock. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just, yeah, we'll say, we'll do I don't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> What are they gonna do? Yeah, make it, yeah. Hey, it's it's it, yes. The uh, and a nut burger that's both halal and uh, kosher. Why not? Um, yeah, that's some of the rock. Well, the, they finally, I will say this: they finally opened an In-N-Out Burger in uh, in Oregon, and even like during the pandemic, because we would drive down to because uh, it's located between Salem and Portland, and my partner's uh, family it has a lot of family in Salem, so we're driving down, look back, look over, and, and just the line of both cars, and just it, apparently it's it's like it's more it's more than a two hour wait to get food there at this. Oh, at that the, sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, In-N-Out Burger is fine. I I, I don't. I don't think it's, it's, not that it's, good. it's not nearly in the top tier of, of fast food establishments, not even close, yeah. but it's fine. But I, w- I wouldn't wait two hours for any kind of food, to be honest with you. If, if, if I, I went to any wait. restaurant and they said two hour wait, I'd say even if it's my favorite restaurant, I'd be like, well, I'm just going to go somewhere else. I'm not waiting two hours to, yeah, you know, there's no there's no hamburger that's worth a fucking two hour wait. There's it's like no. no hamburger worth it. It kind of like, you know, it's kind of like... Unless like, it gives you everlasting life or something, and that's yeah. what yeah. you, you unless the uh, Yeah, unless the bread is made of a Eucharist, then yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> Get a lifetime supply. Oh, yeah, uh, no, uh, yes, I would like a double price. and a triple, right. and can you make them uh, Christ-style, please? And um, uh, Neapolitan. I, wa- I want them rare. Don't put them on the grill for more than, like, three days. <laughs> Make them Christ style. Yeah, so, okay. Anyway, back to so back to Nietzsche. Any idea how mad somebody would be if you wanted to like a Jack in the Box and you're like, Can I have a Christ style burger? I feel like they would kill you. <laughs> See, I don't know why not. I mean, we are we have like Walk with Jesus and the Dinosaurs like theme parks throughout everywhere. You know, like Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, or the the, the I, you know. I want to go to one of those places. The life size, the life size fucking uh, like Ark, which yeah. Uh, I, I say uh, I, I I don't mean to uh to be too controversial on your show but i, I gotta say that i i think uh those places where they have uh biblical figures and dinosaurs i i don't think they're correct i think they're wrong really you sure that the places where they actually they, have, they show the dinosaurs with saddles and stirrups no, for some reason are not like historically correct. accurate they're not historically accurate. Can you imagine seeing a dinosaur with the stirrups on? I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. It's like, wait a minute. I thought these were invented they, they like 15th like century Europe. Dinotopia. <laughs> <laughs> like this museum ripped off Dinotopia. Have you guys heard of Dinotopia? Oh, yeah. No, it was, like, it was like a 90s kids book series, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Well, I know the animals. I've heard of the Flintstones. That kind of sounds like they ripped that off a bit. I know the Book of Mormon. It sounds like they kind of ripped that, that off. That's <laughs> 
that's that's funny too that like yeah it basically is like a norman walkwell version of the of the flintstones because dinotopia <laughs> hey i got an idea we could we, uh, why don't we have we take like dinotopia and we mix it with gi joe so that you know of a bunch of dinosaurs that have like laser weapons and little firing missiles and shit and we'll call them dino riders and we'll sell them we'll sell them to dumb kids in the 90s but man but if that was real though I, I mean, feel like if that was real, Jeremy's just shitting gold right now. I mean, like, should, yeah, like, why don't we go to sick, Hollywood? We should go to Hollywood right now. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily you and I uh, poisoned uh, the Heineken he's drinking right now, so he'll die soon, and we'll we'll steal his ideas. But I feel like if that became a real thing, where it was like, oh yeah, the military uh, is using dinosaurs as you know, like uh, transportation, I feel like we would sell a lot of those action figures. So, is there somebody that we can talk to about uh, getting this going, or? First of all, we need the government to actually start creating the the you know the the dinosaur. That's kind clones. of the thing. It's like that's how you know that. That's that the hardest part. That's how you <laughs> that know that we haven't part. done that yet. Because if if we could do that, the military would fucking militarize the shit out of riding dinosaurs and yeah. arming them. Why isn't that? Yeah. yeah why isn't oh, that a yeah. Jurassic Park sequel? I would do that. I'd be like, make me a general. I have this great idea. And yeah. Like. Okay, well, what is it? It's like not until you make me a general. First. You know, I, I just had a complete. Um, shockingly, I just had a completely un, un, uh, unconnect, unconnected, uh, an idea unconnected to anything we've talked about so far. But it isn't somehow connected to like Hollywood franchises, um, mass death theme parks, and action figures. Um, what do y'all just spin off the top of your head? What do y'all think the uh, the infection rate of anybody going to Disney World about now uh, is going to be on average? Because if have you seen some of the fo- just some of the footage that people have, oh have like God, been like Jeremy, people have been like have live streaming this? like is this something we're guessing about like no I don't know but it just it just me because we live in the modern man. era what are we so uh, so Florida die so the problem with uh, I think there's going to be a higher average than normal coming from there because it's a amusement park you're screaming you know what I mean you're yelling mm-hmm. there's there's Tons all kinds of screaming of, and so it's like and I I feel like in a place like. I, I was thinking about it. The bar that I work at is not opening for a while, and I was glad because the idea of trying to get a bunch of adults to, to, to socially distance correctly by myself when is, when they're, is drunk. A, when they're drunk is a nightmare. Yeah. So the, the idea of doing that time, and like this is like a 70-seat room, which would be you know, a 20-seat room if we actually did it correctly for the, the virus. So the idea of trying to control that it seems like it's kind of out of their hands almost. So it is, uh, it's horrifying. So I guess what I'd say is probably a hundred percent infection rate. <laughs> that's probably yeah. right. And that's, but that's the thing is like, and like Jenny Nicholson was posting about it, how like there are that like, dis- fucker, I don't even know what it is. Well, no, 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 but she was just like, more like declaiming, talking about how like you now have like, there are like multiple, like, because Disney fandom, of course, is a, like its own defined sub niche on, you know, Twitch, YouTube, whatever. Um, they did a great job with their fucking <laughs> branding and marketing and, like, just, yeah. like, <laughs> clamping that shit down. Yeah, so some they, they did yeah. a great well, yeah, job. Well, well, yeah, why didn't, they, why didn't they just hire Verhoeven, you know, get Paul, Paul you know, hire Paul Verhoeven <laughs> to, sh- to film their little commercials for their, like, hey, this is dystopic enough, let's, uh, let's have some guy who's really good at this, film this shit. But, no, but there are, like, multiple, like, live streamers who are, like, you know, like, you know it's almost like, you know, like, civilians wearing body cams going through their, you know, talking about their, their breaking quarters. 
quarantine Disney experience as they kind of wander through Main Street USA and there, you know, there's nobody there and maybe some like families there and maybe like half of them are wearing masks or something. But anyway, no, I was to say, it's just one of the things that just been popping up in my head is like, there's, there's just something very symbolic about, it's almost like, <laughs> talk about, uh, you know, important comics. Like if you remember Frank Miller's 80s, Give Me Liberty, where he had the, the scene of like the, um, the scene Best of like, comic ever. Yeah. The scene of um, yep. fast food franchises going to war with like huge walking tanks that are shaped like, like burger mascots. The um, Wars. Yeah. But you, you my, take... my thing is, uh, if I'm out and I see somebody without a mask on, I uh, I hit him in the uh, I hit him in the mouth with a baseball bat. <laughs> to the Texas way, yeah, it's, it's yeah, and then I scream at him, Texas, <laughs> and you do a hook him, you do a <laughs> hook him horn, cool yeah. horn. Like, I don't even go there, motherfucker. I go follow yeah, my me. My dad on, went to follow me, I, follow I me on Twitter at Pat Dean. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like the Warriors, only they're enforcing quarantine and mask wearing. Should we should we call it where this is actually the episode where we almost talk about Nietzsche? I'm fine with that, by the way. I was just like, yeah, we had to, no, attempt to talk about I Nietzsche. Wanna, anyway. I want to talk about Nietzsche too, but I'm I'm also very high, and so I'm just kind of going with whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah why don't we? Can we? Yeah. Can we? Can we? Can we try to commit to coming back to Nietzsche like at a future right. date, and we can just yeah. kind of bullshit. Well, either well, either way, I mean, Ben, how about the next two minutes? Ben says everything he knows about him, <laughs> and that way it covers. Okay. Well, here, let me. Um, we, we don't say. We'll all mute ourselves. No, I'll do that. I'll, I'll do that. But I also would like to continue the conversation. I mean, like, it doesn't have to be right now, but we can oh, also. Well, I, but I can do it right now, too. That's true. I, gotta, I, I, I mean, at some point, we, I, the, right, I mean, it's, it's, it's life. Uh, all right. So Ben is Jeremy gonna do, edits uh, this fucker. So we, that's, Ben let's, is going to get do Jeremy's uh, input. Two minutes on everything. Yeah, he knows. Let's 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 let. <laughs> Hang on. Um, like I say, okay, real quick. Well, like I said, all we have is, I mean, it's it's life during pandemic. All we have is time. It's like, what, yeah. what the fuck does time? Yeah, I mean, I've been unemployed since December. Well, what the fuck does time mean anymore? Um, yeah. Yeah, let's do this okay. yesterday. Real quick. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah, let's, let's fuck with it's causality. Why not? We are doing it yesterday. Um, <laughs> that's, pod, yeah, that's podcast so hard and so fast we go back in time like a, like a, like a, like a Star Trek plot device. <laughs> Captain, we went here. Here's your microphone. Here's your headphones. We need to podcast hard enough to go back to the year 1986. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, an endless loop. We actually never actually do it. Yeah, we just keep warning ourselves about it. It's, yeah, it's like yeah, it's, never, like, uh, it's like Tristram Shandy. I never, watched, I never watched Star Trek. Oh, it's a good show. I mean, I'm, I'm like I like other super nerdy uh, stuff. I'm like, gonna go uh, out on. Cause I've known you. I have known you for what 25 22. years. 22 years. 22 years. All right, fine. Just rounding up, no big deal. You, I, you would, would not, you would not like Star Trek. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I, know I, I feel like I wouldn't. I like Star Trek. I actually really like Star Trek. I know you won't. Okay. Well then, Ben, <laughs> I will, uh, in uh, respect to you and uh, out of deference to you, I won't watch it. I'll just keep watching Girls Gone Wild like I normally do. <laughs> hey, they 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 did add, uh, Deep Space Nine did add uh, Chase Masterson to the cast for the uh, for that effect, so that was part of it. Was she in Girls Gone Wild? Um, though it was the mid '90s, and she was kind of the uh, the pretty uh, the, the episode where Quark's bar uh, unionizes, where um, you actually have like what was her name again. 
Chase Masterson was the uh, was I think she was Bajoran. I can't remember oh, her God. character's name, but uh, you know she's one of the ones that have like the little like uh, the uh, the spe- the extra special like above the nose uh, meatloaf forehead meatloaf um, to use the uh, the term that <laughs> oh, the uh, yeah, the greatest generation yeah, describes yeah. it. Good, cho- good choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't think I'd like this. This is horrible. But uh, anyway, um, okay. So real quick, uh, let me just just to finish up uh, the biological just because I'm. To finish this, or or I'll fucking you know just uh, you know or die or something. So okay, we need so to get through Nietzsche's like basic biography. Yeah, we got we got at least we have to finish that. I'm so yeah. sorry if we fucked this up. By the way, no, it's no, you me. I'm, I'm four beers like, in. I'm we're good. We're having this much goddamn fun. Just have fun. But I mean, yeah, like, yeah. we can talk about Nietzsche sometime soon. Yeah, just have yeah. fun with it. Go. Fuck anyway. So anyway, so uh, Nietzsche is uh, again uh, resigns his his uh, his uh, academic job has to because his health is so poor he's bouncing between like two different places in in southern Europe. What is it's, it's it's way to Switzerland, oh, Southern oh, Europe. Anyway, Southern or Central Europe, uh, depending on the season. Um, at some point, see uh, and like publishes all these books. You know, I don't know how they're they're not exactly the most popular, but whatever. But he's able to survive on it. Uh, and at some point, um, anyway, sees uh, I guess the, the story goes sees sees a man beating an old horse in the street. I think in Turin or somewhere in Italy. In Turin, yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, collapses like has a complete mental breakdown. Um, comes to it and is complete. And after that, is kind of like that's kind of like his mental break. And yeah. after that, lives with the family. Um, mom dies, and so his sister takes care of him, which is the problem because his sister winds up taking like, what's wait, what's the uh, what's not conservatorship? What's the what's the uh, what's the state when like, the, uh, like uh, guardianship? Yeah, I think a guardianship. Yeah, it's like the legal state of took over. Like yeah. you know, she edited like, all. This. She's in charge of him because he's an invalid. Yeah, he's, he's completely he's, fucking out. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, He's in bad shape. Poor yeah. guy. And it's also theory. I mean, part of it is that, uh, as we mentioned before, it could have been the syphilis that he had contracted earlier playing thing. It's also been theorized that somebody, um, somebody uh, hypothesized that he might have got, he had a condition where he was actually getting, <laughs> actually had like a small brain tumor growing right behind his like, his like right eye uh, wow. that might have been playing out and really took in. I am not sure on that one. It's just one of the things that I uh, read when uh, doing quote unquote research for this episode. So it's also kind of fucked up, real real quick. Sorry, not to interrupt, but like his dad kind of died similarly, a yeah. little similarly, like from a, a very sudden, like kind of like brain fucking like aneurysm or stroke or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> suddenly, something very similar happened to uh, to my dad. No, it didn't. I know it didn't. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm so sorry, guys. This is well, what's okay. Yeah, listen, let, let, let him have this. I mean, I don't want to all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of personal. I don't want to uh, elaborate. Was, on yeah, why did yeah, you yeah, fucking yeah. bring it up? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that you know, it's like my dad. Let's see, yeah, let him, yeah, let him bring, hey, let him hold on to this. My, it's either uh, a lot like my. This is a lot like my life. I don't want to talk about it though. I yeah. can't. Uh, I can't give out any more uh, fascinating details about my immortal father. I do apologize for that. But yeah. anyway, it's, Ben, it's, well, what did you do today? Anything fun or? Insulted your best friend, maybe? Oh, it's Shit. it's fine. I he it's it, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Codependent relationship, yeah. Yeah. The um, <laughs> is, yeah. Oh, let me have this. It's either him. it's either God the father not you know either. Well, I'm gonna do a podcast with him. Yeah, it's gonna say it. It's yeah. It's it's the creative. You guys, it's, by the way, you guys okay? <laughs> yeah, it's the creative spark. What if I? Oh, 
honest answer. What if I looked up and you saw that I was clearly fighting back tears? <laughs> Honestly, well, what would you do? I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, raise the, I'd raise the orchestral score, the strings like slowly creeping up for the dramatic mode and like push the camera in slowly. But like, I'm, I'm clearly not okay. It's okay. Whatever. Hey, it's I all, would it's all content. I would laugh. I would laugh. Just laugh at my tears. Fight at your tears. <laughs> all right. That's, I, I would honestly tears. be concerned, and I'd feel bad. I, and I'd immediately tell you, don't worry. He does this all the fucking time. Right. But like, and what I'd if still, I was like, and I'd still feel bad. What if I was sobbing? <laughs> if you were sobbing, I'd feel worse. And my eyes and like my like hands were covered in blood. <laughs> Tears of a clown. I'd be like, is he having some sort of Nietzsche type uh, 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 brain sickness? So uh, Nietzsche has the brain sickness. (laughs) He was he was struck down with a sickness, you could say. Uh, His sister takes over conservatorship. (laughs) Sister publishes one of his book, uh, publishes his last couple of books, but also takes all of. uh, Well, his sister is kind of an odd case because. in, in anti Semite bitch. Yeah. Um her sister was married to a guy named uh Bernhard Forster at one point yeah. who was a Adolf full on Hitler senior. Yeah. Full on you know, at this point, you know, all the, the yeah. all of the proto one of the things that uh, Robert O. Paxton in his book *The Adam, the the uh, Anatomy of Fascism* points out is like in like in every in like in every single Western democracy, like all of them, there was always like kind of like a like a bubbling little burgeoning fascist movement. It's just that fascism only was able to t- you know get close enough to take control in only two countries. So there was like a there was uh, I mean we had fascists and you know you had Oswald Mosley Mosley in Britain. We had, yeah. had the German American Bund. Uh, the head like a fucking. Imagine having, imagine being a, a guy, you know, a, a New York Jewish guy having to sell tickets at you know to that Madison Square Garden rally that they sold out. The American First rally they sold out yeah. in like 1939. It's just a big like American Nazi rally. Honestly, um, I think they'd be thrilled. They'd be like, "We're making so much money. <laughs> this, yeah, this can't possibly go wrong." Yeah, cut that. You just cut look that. up and you see everybody walking towards you, and the like, "What are you? You're a Nazi." Music the starts fuck is that? All right, fine. <laughs> but um. Well, that's things they, they. I mean, they knew about. They were, you know, at this point, Americans were, were knew plenty about Nazis by this point because it's like you had like. I mean, I was started. I was trying to read. Um, there's a book called Hitler in Hollywood. That's all about how like Hollywood Hitler was. Tra- Hollywood. I was trying to make nice with. They had. Well, they deliberately made nice because Germany was such a big market. So you had all the studios who would like uh, deliberately suppress all like the anti-German and like um, like pro-Jewish content of the films back then. And you had like you had like 1930s, uh, you know, 1930s anti-fascist groups that were just like you know Southern California Jews and leftists who would like protest whenever they, when they brought like either Mussolini or uh, Lenny Riefenstahl to town. It is uh, it's a hell of history. Anyway, I bring this back. Hey to- Hitler, you're a real sleaze bag. See. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, also, that's Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola company invented Fanta for the uh, for the for the German market. Yeah, it's like, hey, we, we can't they, sell them Coca-Cola. We'll something. We'll, but the, we'll, we'll just change your name. Yeah, we'll just make this other orange drink that you guys love because Nazis love orange soda for some reason. <laughs> it's the Teutonic way. You Wild. Know. No. This is what Wait, Nazis, why did they, why did what they Nazis and, and Kel and Kel from Keenan and well, Kel. Well, Germany, uh, there's no native fruit to Germany. They don't uh, grow, grow fruit. Does not grow there. It refuses to. 
So orange soda, they're like, holy shit, this is crazy. No, it, we are we are lads who one. is cursed with no fruit. <laughs> no fruit. No fruit. Will yes, we yeah. uh, we heard her talk talking motherland nar- narrating about everywhere. Oh, uh, narrating about sodas. Vegetables, but no fruit. Yeah, they just have like celery and carrots. What a terrible country. Well, they have cabbage. You gotta have sauerkraut from somewhere. And we're back. Pat Dean, uh, 96.7 WPAT-FM. The we're, Pat. We're spinning uh, all your favorite hits from the uh, the 30s, the 40s, and today. Here, uh, WPAT-FM. <laughs> the Pat. Here's Frank Sinatra with... <laughs> Grab my balls, bitch. <laughs> Grab me by the balls. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I, I've had to do legal IDs. You're listening to 88.3 WFM, WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, all the way to the left of your FM dial. Radio Free Ann Arbor. If that was a farther right, I'd be in the glove compartment, my friends. Hi, uh, WPAT 1019.59 on your FM dial. My wife left me three years ago, and I'm only just now coming to terms with it. I both forgot to say the time two ways. 8.47.13 to the top of the hour. Oh, yeah. we I did fuck that up. Well, that's, that's why okay. I'm doing podcasts and not uh, radio work, I guess. I, I would have had no... I, I did not even know that they did that. <laughs> it's, I don't uh, even know if they still do, but they used to do it. All. Yeah, they used to do it. Well, there was a there was a local radio host who did... um Who did, like, he had an... Uh, I think... It, it alternated between like an afternoon talk to a morning talk or whatever, and then eventually he had to start playing music depending on what station he was on. But it was a guy by the name of Rick Emerson who was had been oh, yeah. doing he was doing this all up, but he was also um, he liked doing a he would do a lot of like deconstructive radio stuff where he'd talk about the kind of crap that uh, like consultants would tell them what to do of how to be a big time professional radio host. And it's one of those things that, you know, I did college radio for well, college slash community radio for six years. Um, like even like after I graduated, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I never, ever, ever wanted, you know, touched any sort of commercial, uh, commercial station. But Rick Emerson, uh, he liked a song that a band I was in did. And, no, and he didn't. <laughs> oh man! Well, uh, actually, no. I could no. I was there. I can attest to. He actually did. He would sing along because I was. I don't the, believe uh, you. <laughs> he's, he's, he liked. He liked their. He liked their. Rick kind. Emerson. Yeah, he D liked Rick Emerson. <laughs> he liked their cover Roger of Dead Flowers. Flowers. Portland, Oregon DJ. He liked your band. I can't believe it. Yes, Patrick, he did. Is it so hard to believe? The um, sorry, blew up. Sorry, anyway, blew up, you guys. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I apologize for Pat. <laughs> so anyway, I, was, I, was, I think everyone needs to go around and apologize for something. So let's get started. I'd like Man. to apologize for um, probably the uh, the healthcare system uh, in this country. Fuck it's yeah, not, your it's fault. Not Thank good. you. Yeah, and it's my <laughs> fault. So it's been you this whole time. Look, I I, I, I fucking knew it. I I've, fucking knew it. I've come to terms with the fact that I really don't know what I'm doing as far <laughs> as uh, the healthcare system goes. So I'm you gonna know, hand keep, this off to. Uh, keep Austin weird did not mean fucking up our healthcare system. Well, what if, yeah? What if it was, like someone just like charged you with like you have to figure this out and you just panic so you don't tell anybody? I would call <laughs> I, honestly. I would call you and I'd be like, "What do I do here?" Hey, what I would tell I you? I would tell you we're not telling anybody about this. <laughs> Until we figure something out, Not and good. then we're faking our deaths and leaving. 
So how about this question? Uh, Nietzsche, piece of shit or total cool guy? Ben, thoughts? <laughs> That's actually a very interesting question. Because yeah, it is. He, he, look, so personally, like if I met him or if I had to like hang out with him. You'd love it. No. He... <laughs> He would be difficult. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever yeah. want to hang out with Nietzsche. He'd be passionate, quote unquote. Yeah. He'd be he'd be a little too spicy. Do you think. think he would uh would he wear a mask? Given the given the amount of of health problems he had in his life, I would say yes. He probably Yeah. Would. I think he would uh but he also also I think he also he would like love the this situation because he was like a loner. And he, he kind of hated yeah. people. He kind of hated like, hanging out with people, which yeah. is sort of something I'll pine cabin. Yeah, in Sils Maria, and, and, in Switzerland. Must made be of nice. what? I don't know. I beg your pardon. Candy. It was made of he candy. It was, he said it was. He had a pine cabin, so I yelled, <laughs> "Made of what?" Just thought it was funny. <laughs> made of chocolate. <laughs> Come to this little cabin of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he said. That's what she said. That's what she said in the fucking uh, Franco-Prussian War after he got shot. Please don't make me run. I'm full of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his underwear. He was wearing tidy whities So anyway, okay. So yeah. So not so Ger uh, Germany by that point had a proto-Nazi uh, formation. Of course, uh, his sister Elizabeth married to this dude who was a. Um, uh, a pretty a pretty high muckamuck. The Nazis tried to actually form their own. Like I said, it was only one of the most bizarre, like underreported segments of like um, you know Western Hemisphere history because they they wanted to start their own like what like Nazi commune in Paraguay. Yeah, um, I don't. They kind of did. So. No, they did. <laughs> I don't think they so. did. It failed. It was like in the. Yeah, like the late the late 1900s. Mm -hmm. They kind of 1800s. they kind of did the same shit that Pat we talked about that guy Gregor McGregor about like swindling people into moving to like Belize or whatever. Oh sure, yeah. Uh, it's a similar situation, but like that whole thing. Similar situation. I, I, it's a situation. Uh, he uh, he was in charge of like founding this con this commune there, but just fucked it up. Like was totally totally unprepared to do it. And, like, so people just, like, got there. There was, like, no houses built. There was, like, nothing, no infrastructure at all. So and they were all just super pissed. So he really Pat Deaned it, is what you're saying. Yeah. Like yeah. Crazy. You were like, hey, come over here. We're going to start a commune for white people, for pure white people. Yikes. And then, uh, stick. Well, you know, I when said that, Pat, you know, remember when you said that? I don't recall <laughs> saying that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if I did, sorry. Yeah, well, he was pretty sorry. Shouldn't have said not it. About, not about saying that, but for not having the the the, the colony prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, so the that colony fails. They move back, but anyway. So uh, Sister Elizabeth has to has to take care of him, and he's in at this point he's kind of he's an invalid. Um, she takes all of his you know publishes a couple of his books, takes all of his notebooks and his like sketches and you know little writings and whatnot, puts it together in the and uh, completely. Um, Recontextualizes and kind of just like, you know, she effectively effectively chopped and screwed all of you know his writings and manuscripts and shit. Puts out a book called The Will to Power. That's full out. That's just full on like really like skewed proto uh, like, you know proto fascist stuff. And yeah. I think that's part of part of where um, it was just enough that it was really it would it fed into the spirit of the time to the point where you know three decades later. 
Chancellor Hitler is wandering around, and I think they actually, I think, what is it? She invites, she, uh, you know, visits her town, and she invites him. And I think, doesn't she, like, give, give she, didn't she give him, like, an actual, like, like a personalized copy of it or some, or some bullshit? Because I just remember, I remember at one point they did, like, they yeah. did meet. Yeah, yeah, they definitely met. So she used her contacts, she used her contacts through her husband, who was, like, in this, like, the Nazis didn't exist yet. I guess until until I mean like later like obviously in like the 20s 30s right uh, but through her husband's like contacts because she was like into it she was into <laughs> like white supremacy <laughs> she was like very much a white supremacist uh, and she was like uh, my brother wrote these things where if you completely like decontextualize them and cut out important parts it sounds like it's the perfect fucking like supporting philosophy for Nazism. And so, she, yeah, she chops and screws that fucking... This manuscript, which was, like... He wasn't ever read ready to publish during his lifetime. She just, like, fucking chopped it up and published it. And a lot of it was notes, like, from various periods of time, weren't they? Yeah, some of, like, some of them... Yeah. So he was planning a book uh, that he already titled The Will to Power, which is a very... Is, it was a very important concept. From my my understanding of it, at least from my classes, is like the way because in English power means two at least two different things. Like it mean it, it can mean both like domination, but it also means vitality. And then from at least from what I have read or was taught is that he meant more of um, will to power meant more towards like it's like more like will to of vitality or like life power rather than you know will to dominate. But um, you can kind of see where the other meaning kind of like played into the hands of some folks. Is Ben is back? Or is he hey, I'm here. No, Am there I you here? There you are. Welcome happened. back. So sorry. Folks, we have managed to thaw the uh, the iced over corpse of Ben Sholock. I did a mouth-to-mouth -mouth, uh, resuscitation uh, and brought him uh, back to life. So, Ben, welcome back to the podcast. And this is an Thank example you. of eternal recurrence. Ben, Ooh, you will live this nice. moment over and over again. You will time? always be resuscitated by Pat. You know what? That's fine. Time is oh, a, okay. a flat, a flat, wet circle. <laughs> Speaking of that, and now we're going to bring back Schopenhauer, as we said we would before. Uh, oh, yeah. For, for, for nice. those folks who remember, um, who re remember when True Detective was uh, the big, big, the big thing, thanks to a kind of like stunning uh, acting skills, good filmmaking, yeah. the fact that uh, Alexander Daddario got naked on screen, and um, that was that was honestly breathtaking. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not like. You know, like, sorry. Yeah, that the was the greatest moments of my life. I think it's 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 more memorable than when I met my nephew for the first time. You know what I mean? Like that. That's how it just was. No big deal. And I can remember like reviews at the time of like people writing that like that uh, McConaughey's character like well he just sounds like some like fresh you know freshman year dorm room philosopher and other people were like do you actually know what a philosopher sounds like or like has any you know it's because it's it's like one of these weird like dismissals like you whenever you have anybody like any sort of like. Um, 
narrative depiction of a philosopher in pop culture or somebody who actually like you know attempts to think about these things it always tends to get di- um, dismissed as like just dorm room freshman year philosophy stoner bro yeah yeah like stoner bro and it's like wait a minute d- d- hey you idiot media blogger social media associate producer like do you actually know what this you know what someone like that would sound like because sure as the uh, as yeah. the as the film as the as the author of the show straight out says enjoy like, enjoy your fucking comp lit degree yeah <laughs> yeah. asshole yeah maybe asshole. i will then maybe i fucking will well you don't, you don't have a comp lit degree no. But um, yeah, and it was and that was the <laughs> other thing is like enough of that Nazi Heidegger while you're t- getting your comp lit degree. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah like, more like mine comp lit. <laughs> Heyo, hi. That, that was pretty good, right? That was a good one. I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have a. I don't have a. I don't have a sound effect panel on this thing. But I, would, I don't uh, understand <laughs> the reference. But. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys like Metallica or not? I just realized you never actually. Fucking, I love them, dude. Uh, only, oh, yeah. only the first three albums. Okay. I, uh, I'm not particular. I'd go all the way. I'd go all the way up to the Black Album, definitely. Yeah, See, actually, I I only like the last three albums. Oh boy, here Dude, we honest, go. Honest, here okay, go. I'll say this: Saint yep. Anger. Here we go. Saint Anger was not that good, but the the last two ones they put out were were I thought were pretty good. The one they put out with Lou Reed is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, they Lou, put out a regular. Lou oh Reed. Christ, they did that. do that, didn't they? Yeah, it's I completely, called Lulu. Uh, I completely I forgot about to, that. Like, half of it, I could not get through it. It is so fucking bad, dude. I remember when they put out like Death Magnetic and people were like trying to do petitions or you know like group or like mass mass uh, crowdfunded action to like to have somebody re- have them remix Death Magnetic. Yeah. It, it was a know, weird mix on that record. But yeah. I just just to bu- of- just to bury if you just all you gotta do is just bury James Hetfield's vocals and like dump you know, and drown them in like reverb like the original albums so that he's not like front and center going yeah. Then you know the record would be great, but they didn't do that. A lot of people ended up taking. Uh, they remastered. They they got the master tracks for the that uh, uh, Metallica uh, Guitar Hero game. Right. And what people ended up doing is uh, because they were the tracks were mixed so much better on Guitar Hero, is that they just people would just start like just downloading that album directly from Guitar Hero Seriously? and listening to that mix. Yeah, because it just sounded so much better. Yeah, this, I think like, the, yeah, the, the the stems. Their mix is so terrible. It's just so loud. It's just so loud, and like it's just—it doesn't sound that great. Have you but, seen? Have you seen the, their performance? Like, uh, it's on—you can find it on YouTube. But it's like the uh, their performance in Moscow in like March of 1991, and it's I like, have seen that. Yeah, it's oh. like right—it's like right before <laughs> the Soviet Union collapses. Yeah, and there's like there are these fucking there are like these Russian soldiers who are supposed to like kind of keep the crowds back who just start joining. Like joining like the mosh pit and shit, oh, yeah. and so you see them in these, these fucking you know it's so tight, and there's like all these fucking um, like helicopters flying by. It's like a direct uh, inspiration for a lot of the scenes that you see in uh, in Metalocalypse when they're doing their like gigantic yeah. fucking shows. It's so tight. It looks so tight. Everyone's oh, yeah. flipping out. It's so cool. God, I, and I was in. That's the thing. That's why I never liked. Uh, because I was a, I was a freshman in high school and the Black Album came out, so I was like target market. Because like the thing, like the videos got played all the all the friggin' time. They were like all the singles were on like the local like top forty radio all the time. Um, I think the the um, 
next door neighbor who drove his younger sister and myself to high school that year uh, would listen to that stupid album all the friggin' time. And I just after a while, I was just kind of like, no, no, thank you. I've heard it way too damn much. I mean, it's, it's not their best album, but I think it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a little long, too. Like, that's a big, that's another problem I have with that record. How, all right, fi- how dare you? Final question. What about Mudvayne? <laughs> you guys like them? I mean, they're kind of the rich man's Metallica, if you ask me. You, you mean you're, they're a proper heir to the throne? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeremy? They're a proper they're, heir to the throne. They can fancy, pick up the... St- fancy Metallica. Yeah, they, they pick up the standard. Yeah, finally. Wow, we've been going for two hours. Anyway, um... Barely talked about Nietzsche, which is fun. Well, you know, I was going to say, I feel like we really figured him out. I was going to say I feel bad, and I do. I do still want to talk about Nietzsche, but uh, no, we should we should talk about him. But like, I don't think it's going to happen this time. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, just sell the episode. We we, we fail to talk about Nietzsche. There, yeah, that's talk about everything else. I think we should. I think it's There's fun a lot this, to talk this, about, though. I mean, you know, this, ep- <laughs> this episode should be called "Fucking Licensing: Colon The Time We Almost Talked About Nietzsche." We came pretty close. We did. I mean, we actually did it. I mean, to be honest, a little. Yeah, it's funny that like Pat and I have done like I think maybe two episodes about Nietzsche, and we still haven't covered all the things. Yeah, there's a lot of things to cover, without yeah. a doubt. Um, yeah. And then now I have time to listen to those two episodes theoretically before before we talk about Nietzsche ourselves. Well, what's interesting is that if you do that, uh, though, that was kind of early in, in the in the show's uh, uh, history because I, I for a long time I could not say the word uh, Nietzsche, and I still have to concentrate on it. So for those episodes, Ben mercilessly, mercilessly mocks me for my uh, lack of control, my thick tongue, uh, which uh, affects my uh, pronunciation of, of English. Listen to our Walter Benjamin episode where I say Benjamin and Jeremy corrects me on that. I will not. <laughs> and also, just that's not—that's just because you you see the word Benjamin and you think <laughs> Benjamin, not Benjamin. Like, why would you think that? It'd be, it'd be, it'd be making me think. It'd be really funny if he started if he started for like a year. He just started calling himself H. Jan Benjamin just to fuck with people. But um, <laughs> yeah, this was this was a good this was a good first first attempt. But um, I was, my, my my joke is that um, I'm better after a warm up, you know. Yeah, sure. it's never a it's it's not a true leftist podcast unless one of the hosts has a speech impediment and you can hear a cat in the background. Because <laughs> like, there were plenty of like when we were still doing like you know in the pre in the pre COVID times when I would have like uh, myself and like three either three co hosts or a couple guests in the little like you know our second bedroom slash recording space here and you can you can definitely hear like like a little like collar bell or like a, you know a, like a loud a, a loud demanding meow in the background by someone wanting to be let out. Um, yeah, that's just it's part of the fun. I mean, we've had we've had episodes where uh, Vic fucking fell asleep on the floor and started snoring really hard, so loudly that it was picked up by the. And I had to wake her up and be like, "What do you? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Go to your room. Go to your yeah. room." How He's did a, 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 a mentally ill person who, uh, you know, he's a Pat, Pat's, Pat's roommate. Where yeah. uh, we re- we used to record at his place before we. Uh, had to had to be yeah had to isolate wrenched apart <laughs> yes how did how did you meet Vic anyway like how was how was Vic how was she tolerated wait and also is it her cat or is it or is it Patrick or is it your it's, cat 
It's it's oh that's her cat. Okay. Yeah, that is, Tim Tim the cat is a emotionally unstable cat uh, who uh, really has a lot of personal problems. He's he's actually not that emotionally unstable. He's pretty fucking stable. He's I don't know, pretty, man. Like flatlining. Like he'll uh like he I'll be eat, do anything. I'll be eating breakfast. Like I'll be eating like you know eggs. That's a breakfast like, food. Yeah. He walks over and instead of like trying to get at my food, he'll just like, like touch me kind of. And like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I'm clearly eating. Like, I'm not going to pet you. Right. I'm not. You're not my cat. Stupid. <laughs> well, you've say, how did you even meet Vic? Like, cause like, like you've lived with her for like, what, like three years now or. Oh, longer than that. Okay, uh, I was just because I can remember, like, li- like I went back and like listen. I started listening to y'all. I went back and like just chugged through the archives and like there's they're like recurring, but yet never. It's like like Vera, like Norm's wife on Cheers, like never act, you know, just kind of like the character, you know, secondary characters who are off yeah. screen were always oh, yeah. referred there's to. There's a lot never... of like Wilsons from uh, like over the over the fence and Home Improvement. Or <laughs> That's whatever. true. Well, yeah. Yeah. In all, in all honesty, I kind of like the idea of of people just kind of every once in a while being in the background and you being like, wait, who is that person? And then you realize like three episodes in, you're like, oh, okay. You kind of put it together. I've, I've honestly just kind of thought that was always really funny. So I never bothered to explain how I know this person or what her uh, specific mental illness is. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, no, she used to, she used to date my roommate and that's how I know her. Oh, all right then. Yeah. Wait, how many roommates do you have? I have thirteen roommates. Wow, I guess no, I just I, have one. See, I guess how I guess housing in Austin is worse than Portland. No, nah, I was just kidding. It's not actually thirteen; it's one. <laughs> no, sir. Thirteen would be ridiculous. I mean, that would be that's too many roommates. Yeah, but hell, at thirteen. That, well, that that's too many ghosts. They made a whole movie about thirteen <laughs> ghosts, and that was too many. It's unlucky. Yeah, man, yeah. I thought that movie ruled. Rod Dicka was in that movie. Fucking a. That, I don't like, think I ever that saw movie it. Movie kind of ruled. It was. It came on like what, like ninety nine, which means that the CGI yeah. has got to be like really awesome. Looking back at like late nineties CGI in a horror film from well, back. Is that you is know, this the one with with Michael J. Fox with the no the, the frighteners. Damn, no. oh, thank you, thank you. Okay. A so, Peter Jackson I, film. The thing about Thirteen Ghosts is that um, a lot of their stuff was practical effects, so a lot of it looks pretty good. Like oh. people, like like the ghosts who are dressed up as, uh, as, as, or rather, the actors dressed up like ghosts. Uh, a lot of it's pretty uh, practical looking, so it still looks pretty good. Oh wow! Okay, well, my opinion. Bite my tongue yeah. as a film expert. <laughs> but I've never seen Thirteen Ghosts. I have seen The Frighteners, and I didn't love it, but. How similar are they? Except they both have ghosts. Um, they're not actually very similar at all because okay. the, Frightener, the Frighteners is more comedic. Yeah, let's see. Frighten- fr- yeah, and, uh, and yet it didn't make me laugh really. Oh my god! Yeah, I just looked it up and I, I completely confused two very different movies. Yeah, see, the Frighteners <laughs> is the the Frighteners is the film Peter Jackson did before he did the Lord of the Rings yeah. movies. So it's uh, that's what. Didn't they have? Was the Frighteners the one where the people had the numbers on their forehead? Was that why you were maybe thinking of thirteen? Yeah, ghosts? yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant. Okay, I believe like Jake, up. I believe Jake Busey's in that film. More he is. They, they, it would be the no, era. That's correct. That was during the era where he was getting film work. So yes, man, he I know does, so much about movies. Ben, says, ask, ask me any question about movies, and I'll answer it. Who directed the Battleship Potemkin? Jake Busey. Well, you know that is. Uh, 
And the answer, question. the answer is Jake Busey. Yeah. What are, what are the what are the two memorable memorable Hollywood studio films from 1997 featured Jake Busey in, in the role? Oh, uh, that oh, would I know be one of them. Uh, goddamn uh, Starship Troopers. Correct. And nice. also uh, the scent of a woman. Ninety no ninety seven not ninety two. Oh, I was thinking of ninety two. Also, I was thinking of uh, PCU. Right, uh, a pretty woman. That's a '90s film, yes. So partial right. credit. Uh, what you want to think? Of, he is the Jake Busey is the religious crazy in Contact. The answer is Contact. Oh, Contact. <laughs> okay, yeah. The film where they should have sent a poet, and yet they sent after. Unfortunately, they did. Also, part of the not actually not even it was, it was pre McConaughey. So it was uh, Matthew McConaughey yeah. was in that film. So it's you know the uh, eternal recurrence. The time is the flat circle that eats itself. <laughs> yeah, the Ouroboros. Man, yeah. he's he, at, at some point we, he was in that movie. That's yeah, at some I point no idea. I don't remember that at all. Surfers. Well, there's a, well, there's a scene where like that it, was my Jake Busey impression. <laughs> There's well the scene where she meets her father. Her father is played by uh, McConaughey. Waited through that entire movie to see the alien, and it was her goddamn father. And uh, whenever we get back, whenever we meet again to actually talk about like Schopenhauer and shit, we should actually talk about how like um, I mean Nietzsche like it wasn't so much. I think part of it was like like he was more like responding to Schopenhauer, but everybody attributes to him shit that like you know like anti-natalist like depresso shit that like right. Schopenhauer said that Nietzsche yes. never did. Nietzsche yes. was positive. He was, Schopenhauer was the was the negative Schopenhauer one. Schopenhauer is the big bummer. Everybody yeah, no, Schopen, Schopenhauer was a cranky. He was a cranky Chris. Yeah, he was the rest. The, the rust coal of yeah. Uh, real, real quick, let's let's go back to uh, to uh, to Jodie Foster. No, no, no. Uh, hold on. <laughs> hold on. No, 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 no. One point at a time. Hold on. Hold the on. Ex-presidents are surfers. The, uh, the the question that I have is that. What's well, Gary know, Busey? Uh, John uh, John Hinckley uh, shot uh, Ronald Reagan. Reagan. Right. To impress Jodie Foster. Yes. You know, Heard of it? Yep. My question for you: What is this guy's problem? Um, the dead presidents are he, surfers. He he played too many video games. I don't know. We watched too much TV. Um, what if what if Lee Harvey Oswald shot JFK <laughs> to impress Marilyn Monroe? Well, he really went about. You know, these guys keep going it's also about too the late wrong way. She was already dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, women, women. Okay, well, when will men learn that women are not impressed when you murder uh, heads of state? <laughs> Unless they're like you know Manson I mean? family. It's like they're not. They, I get why you think they might be, but like they're not. They don't. I completely like it. get why they might be because if I were a woman, I would be actually pretty impressed if you killed like a head of state. Sure, if you acted alone. I'd hey. be like, I don't really think you're hot or anything, but I'll fuck you. That, that's pretty cool. Oh, hey, Fortune. Did you know that uh, they they killed JFK in uh, Texas? Yeah, you're right. You know that? Where we live. Yeah. They just they just threw books at him until yeah. he died. Did you know that JFK was JFK was killed by a secretary named Lincoln? That's true. That's no, true. Confirmed. Confirmed. No, it's a dumb joke. Um... Abe Lincoln. Yeah, Did you just say, hey, Blinken? Um, sorry, I'm uh, just, just kidding. Mel Brooks yeah, reference. Uh, JFK was murdered by LBJ. <laughs> that's that's who it did it. That's who it actually Although it's I, think, I, think, I think, you know, technically you could say that it was the bullet 
in the back of his head. But I, I always maintain that JFK died of a broken heart. Yeah. Hey, you know, Texas is the reason that the president's true. dead. Yeah. I mean, Texas, your heart does break when it stops pumping because your brain's been <laughs> shot out. Although they're technically th- broken. Yeah. There was there was a joke. That, well, not really a joke, but there was a line in like a Hellblazer comic where um, I think some demon was uh, t- either talking to Constantine or Constantine himself was talking about how like secretly, you know, somebody saw LBJ skull fucking the wound of uh, of Kennedy. But um, I can't remember how that goes. But whoa! <laughs> but it's definitely something that would have. Um, yeah. That, well, this definitely is that the issue where they're like going through like that weird version of America or whatever. Maybe, but it's, it's, it definitely feels like something like Garth Ennis would have written. As definitely yeah. like a, as a nineties as like a there, as definitely. Well, if you think in terms of like Vertigo, like nineties edgelord shit, and it's one of the things I don't think as a culture we've really fully examined how like nineties edgelord shit kind of like curdled and. Uh, set up um, it kind of like went dark and kind of set up things for today especially since when we do the next episode when we talk about The Last Man we can talk about 90s edgelord shit by the the, way good idea the, the thing about it though is that why on earth would she be impressed by killing the press like what what why why would she be impressed by that I don't know I think it's just if you can kill the president then you can fucking do anything. Yeah. Well, yeah, when, but you, they're not going to have a normal life after that. If you can kill if the president, father, want a normal life. If you, yeah, if, if you father can, told him the story about how he shot a, a twenty-five point buck one time, and and that was so impressive to his mother that that she agreed to marry him. And he's like, well, if I shoot the president, that's like the ultimate. The ultimate right? Don't you think that's probably the line? I mean, line probably what happened. I think that's probably what yeah. happened. Pat, are you telling me that you wouldn't be a little, uh, just a little impressed? If if the person that you were like fucking, they weren't they weren't fucking, was like whatever about to fuck, was that about point? to fuck? They never <laughs> met. She was a movie star and he was a mentally ill man. That would although that would have, but he but he didn't fucking kill him, so that's why they didn't fuck. That's that's certainly yeah. That's like you're a loser. That certainly would have made the plot of Disney's Freaky Friday a lot different. But (laughs) can you imagine if that guy like ever for some reason got like let out of prison, and then like you just saw them like getting coffee together? (laughs) What would you do? I would walk over and be like, "What's happening? What are you guys talking?" I think I would. I think I'd be like a rude piece of shit and be like. What are you guys talking I know about? I'm in the minority here, you guys, but I've always wanted to see this happen. Sure, I would That's go. I would go up to her, like when he went to the bathroom. I would go up to her and be like, and be like, he hasn't actually killed like <laughs> anyone really important yet. So like, why are you still with him? Well, this has been a silly time tonight. Um, Very silly. Um, we we kind of we, we we've at least begun uh, we've at least begun a conversation about our ostensible topic. So that's a start. Um, sure. Cool. Uh, I think what we're gonna probably have to do is I think we'll probably have to like schedule something like a follow up uh, to actually like you know talk about our ostensible topic and because you know it's like I mean it's it's summer and there's you know and other than mass death, there's not a hell of a lot else going on. So, um, yeah. Right. You need to cut loose every once in a while. Maybe we could have like a like an object, like a like a teddy bear or something, and then only the person holding it can talk. And then they well, can hand it over. 
Um, I mean, virtually speaking. So what what have you guys been uh, checking out? What do you have to recommend? Oh, yeah, we got to do our recommendations. Okay, yeah. That, that, uh, because, uh, oh, hi. Uh, welcome back, Ben. If you're, if, you're trying, if you're trying to impress a woman, do not try to murder <laughs> the president because it's not going to work. Yeah, that's been done. That's been tried. Passe. The, I mean, um, get to know her well enough to know that it would impress her. Yeah. And I think that's How do you the important know? Yeah. thing. You can vote for him. Right. Good point. Thank Excellent you. point. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I mean, also, though, you know, you never know until you try. So you got to shoot your shot. That's what Hamilton said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, is that the, the, yeah, it's like a fan fave. Did she do a rap from from Hamilton? I, re- I, re- I refuse to even listen to that thing. That's like what isn't the audio itself work. like three hours long? If someone tried to kill Donald Trump <laughs> while rapping something from Hamilton, there would be a bunch. There'd be a bunch of people that got really turned on by that. Get a book be, deal out yeah, of it. Not a not a dry seat in the house. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I believe it was ACDC who once said, "No, that's it." I, hey, well, that, don't uh, you remember right after that music? That, mu- uh, that musical is actually based on a true story that's the wildest part about hamilton <laughs> that shit all happened you know you what know, i mean that guy so aaron burr went to princeton he was a piece of shit who went to princeton and uh and yeah he just fucking <laughs> shot him he just shot him in the fucking chest ben also went to princeton and yeah uh, ben I, went also... to, I went to the same college as aaron burr the villain so do we know how well and aaron burr did you know with the ladies because he shot I, someone kind of important, not a president, but he he shot he shot someone on money. So uh, <laughs> he's got a ten dollar bill. Yeah, I took uh, care of that. Well, yeah. if uh, uh, the Hamilton uh, 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 musical was gospel, he was in love with a a woman who was married to a British soldier. Who Aaron Burr or, or Hamilton? Yeah, Ben Aaron Burr. Keep up. Whoa. Fuck you! What the fuck? <laughs> Whoa! You're I don't know that us. much about it. You're oh, embarrassing um, us. Speaking of uh, speaking of, of Hamilton news, do you remember? We, we do, need to have a little granola bar or something, you guys. I think we're we've been going for a while. But uh, the, <laughs> this, is actually, this is our our mo. This is our fucking yeah. Cool. Well, this is like whenever whenever you, well, this thing is like whenever some I, I've I've noticed this is like whenever there is kind of like a, a people do like a. Um, Kind of like a, a a podcast crossover that the one show inevitably turns into like the other show depending on uh, the styles of the host. For example, like um, when the uh, when the two hosts of True when like Brace and Liz from True and On showed up on uh, did a crossover episode with um, Matt Taibbi and and. Um, Kitty Helper show, useless idiots to talk about Gisley and Maxwell. They effectively just turned it into an episode of True and On. Uh, that, that's you know that's how these things go. But I was gonna um, I was gonna make a really dumb joke about okay, what was what was the dumb Hamilton joke I was gonna make? I I've, I've lost. It's gone. Whatever. Um, you know, uh, it's interesting that you say that about when different podcasts cross over because uh, Ben and I had uh, Terry Gross on our podcast <laughs> and. By the end of it, it was just her talking to uh, uh, Kendrick Lamar, and I was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> where, where do me and Ben even?" Did she even answer your question yeah. about whether about how how she felt about Metallica? No, she. I, she I just asked kept her that. Really annoyed that we were like in the room and was like, "I'm trying to interview." Kendrick Lamar right yeah. now. <laughs> Why are you in my office? Yeah. Um, and, could you guys have a seat? I'm, I'm interviewing yeah. Kendrick Lamar. And, and right and I can't do a Terry Gross. Yeah, and, and still thought you were less That's annoying okay. than when she uh, interviewed. 
Still thought you were less annoying than when she interviewed. Uh, gross. Is that any good? What? Yeah, that's 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 definitely her her Philadelphian accent. Um, oh, I'm Terry. Are and you? still, you know, so still less uh, still less annoying than when she uh, interviewed uh, Gene Simmons. Yeah, that was a classic. Yeah. Actually, oh, no, hang on. Yeah, the, I just, I just, uh, I just realized. He's yeah, just such a piece of shit. That's what happened. Where at like, one point he's like, an asshole. Yeah, great. Yeah. No, at one point he was like, you know, well, yeah, you know, you're not used to saying Jewish names, you know, because because like uh, uh, Gene Simmons is real. His real name is Chaim, and she's she just says back that, and she's like, yeah, I'm Jewish. I understand these things. And he's like, what? And because um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not. Which is now making me think of her talking to Terry Gross. What's the fucking Jewish name? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, well, not just, but also the, the well first. I'm getting um, flashback it memories of. Uh, you not and kiss the best band that ever existed. <laughs> she sort of talked to. That's my Gene Simmons impression. If only she had talked to Paul Stanley. Anyway, <laughs> it's my Paul Stanley. I wish I could do it better, but I can't. Um, no, but not, Paul Stanley. All right, recommendations. Oh, recommendations. Um, speaking of uh, time as a flat circle, watch Palm Springs. The new Lonely Island film on Hulu, and also available through. Um, well, you you can find it uh, uh, if you, it fell off the back of a truck. It is. Um, it, it, it I best described it as it's kind of. It is a rom com with a time loop. It's uh, I can describe it as what happened. What would have happened ha- in Groundhog Day had Andy McDowell gotten sucked into the time loop. As well, it is. Okay. It's funny. It is great. It is. It's pretty smart. There's a lot of good ideas in it. Um, uh, wow. Yeah, it's. It, J.K. Simmons is hilarious. It is. Uh, there's a lot of oh, like drunken you. wedding action in it. Yeah, he's, he's pretty much great in everything. Yeah, it's. But yeah, if you get a chance, yeah, it's. Yeah, but and it's, that also sounds pretty interesting. Of just having like, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh no, my girlfriend is now in this like looping dimension. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's kind of the same thing, and it's like at one point it is like I said, but it's, the basic premise is is just yeah, it's a time loop rom com, but it really um, I think the best, the best description of it is that it is you're not watching the original film, you're watching the sequel to the original film. So it's like um, you know when the film starts, the guy is already like very clearly in the loop, you know has has been there for for a while, and. Um, but she, oh, okay. Chris, I can't remember. I think her name is like what Christina Milati. Chris, she was the um, she. Uh, Catherine Hepburn. N- uh, no, that would have that would have been funny. Um, but no, the but the the, the lead actress is um, is kind of like you know the, she's the audience surrogate and kind of she was also if if you saw the Star Trek episode of Black Mirror, she was the main character in that, and she was awesome in that. And it's, uh, it's very similar to that episode of uh, Black Mirror. Uh, this uh, this is kind of um, well, they're trapped in a in an episode in a in an. Ex- much like a Star Trek episode, yeah, they are ta- they're trapped in a situation of time fuckery, and they have to figure out a way to get out. And, it, okay. and things get interesting, so it's definitely worth okay. watching. It's called uh, Palm Springs, and I think it's only on Hulu for the moment. Yeah, I actually saw that uh, earlier on uh, on my Hulu like menu or whatever. I mean, I didn't watch it, but perhaps I will now. <laughs> it's got the Jeremy stamp of approval. The official yeah. Jeremy stamp, yeah. That's all it takes. All it takes is just one one friend to be like, "Hey, you should watch this," and I'll be like, "All right." Ben, what are your recommendations right now? Uh, okay. So I actually do have a recommendation. It's kind of basic, but the this pizza, pizza, <laughs> ice cream, sleepovers, and <laughs> just recommend um, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. You can put Roni on it. 
I'm a Sega boy. <laughs> Sega boy. I am a Sega boy. Hey, Sega. Oh, Sega does what Nintendo don't. No, you. Ooh, <laughs> oh shit. Um, you're cutting out. Wait, Hang no, on, and yeah, go back. Yeah, careful there. The, there's this movie that just came out on Netflix called uh, The Old Guard, uh, which is apparently like one of the best fucking action films to come out in like the last like five years or something with Charlie Theron. They play uh, immortal soldiers who are hiding from the world because once they find out that they're immortal, they're going to fucking, you know, capture them and, and torture them and test them and shit like that. Yeah, they can't break uh, the masquerade. That sounds What's so that? dumb. I said, they, well, they, they can't break the mask. It's like it's a it's a vampire. The masquerade reference. They can't, you know, immortals can't break okay. the masquerade. So, otherwise, do you know? Do you know about the SCP Foundation? By the way, yeah, they. Um, I've, I've I've read a couple of the entries. I have played Control, which is the kind of the game that's based on a lot of. Uh, well, it seems very much tonally uh, similar to uh, a lot of like SCP Foundation entries. Yeah, it's uh, it, that's also something I've been obsessed with, and I encourage people to like check it out. <laughs> that that video game doesn't come close to what it actually is like. Yeah. It's, anyway, it, that's my nerd thing for for right now. <laughs> My so, yep. nerd thing that I'm going to recommend, Ben, uh, and everyone else in the world, uh, is a comic book series called Lock and Key. Uh, L-O-C-K-E. It's written wow. by uh, a man named Joe Hill. Uh, he has written a bunch of really great uh, horror novels in uh, the, over the past decade or so. Uh, he's also Stephen King's son. And he went by Joe Hill to like, disguise the fact that Stephen King was his dad. But like when you see him, he's just clearly a young Stephen King. Like, it's, it's hilarious. It's like why do you? Uh, you don't need to have your hair like that. You don't need to have know, your yeah. beard like Shave that. You look like you're Stephen King, nineteen seventy nine. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like so hilariously wrote, uh, looks like his dad, nineteen seventy nine. He wrote a really great book called uh, Nosferatu as well. Uh, but yeah, it's so it's basically about a family that goes through a tragedy and then they move to a place uh, in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, it's an island called Lovecraft, and basically hint, they find hint. out that there's all these different like keys that they can give different abilities. It's it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's very good. It is also a uh, is also the story least... of the Epstein's. Yes. Oh, also uh, music wise, <laughs> uh, music wise, the other night I just listened to uh, the last album that Brother Ali put out. It's called Secrets and Escapes. It is an incredible rap album it's it's the first album of 2020 that i listened to and then when it was done i immediately started at the beginning again uh so yeah check that out if you like music and if you don't then what's I wrong feel with bad you? for you, yeah. you and your family uh, or you can talk to me because i don't know anything about music nor yeah, do or I just care. talk to ben yeah <laughs> ben believes it's sinful <laughs> it's a sin just as the, just as the pet the pet shop boy is saying our sin in the middle of our church. Our sin. I need to think of one of my classic uh, music recommendations because my music recommendations are always something that's at least 40 years old. Uh, what have I listened to lately that I liked? I I'll know. recommend the the Waylon Jennings epi uh, episode uh, album called Honky Tonk Heroes that it was actually, I think, written by him and Billy Joe Shaver. I love country music, uh, especially of a certain vintage. I don't really have any oh, other. Yeah. I don't really have any other recommendations right now, except I'm reading uh, to my wife. It's really just me reading something out loud while she falls asleep. I'm reading the uh, book 
The Red Heart of Russia, which is written by an American journalist named Bessie Beatty, uh, right after the February Revolution in the uh, it's the book starts right after the the February Revolution in the in in Russia, uh, and then kind of kind of talks about the time all the way up to the October Revolution and I think a little bit beyond. And she's a really it's a she's a good writer. It, um, the language isn't like incredibly florid, but it's it's really nice and and uh, and and goes along at a really quick pace. It's 400 pages, but you'll get through it quick. Wow, cool. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Heck yes. All right, uh, and uh, I want to thank our thank our guests for joining us again on this long winding road of where we. Almost putting up with us. Yeah, almost got to our subject. But um, kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, Ben, are you kidding me? It well, hell, we um. In our very first, in the very first six months of this of this podcast, we did uh, I did an episode about the Crow, where I actually brought uh, had a, a couple like local comics professionals. First, we all came over and had a little bit too much to drink, and they smoked up a little bit too much. And then uh, we watched the movie, and then we tried to record, and we recorded kind of an episode, but then kind of failed. And they're like, "Okay, well, let's come back and having not have consumed so much, and uh, we got through it before." So this is uh, this uh, this does have precedence. So. And, and you have the and you had the, and I, the movie the, that killed a man. Yeah, you had the time to process the death of Brandon Lee. So, like, I mean, I, I can understand <laughs> that. You, like, you just see a, a man get fucking murdered. Well, they don't include that in the final cut. That yeah. would be unbelievably cruel. But uh, it'd be hilarious if they did. <laughs> they yeah. just keep that in him getting I've, killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I honestly thought that they kept it in. Ben, why? Do you have any idea? <laughs> The, Badly, Pat. I don't think that they kept it. In. <laughs> well, Jeremy and I did a whole episode on on uh, that was supposed to be about Sylvester Stallone films. Nice. I don't know. We well, we no, we no, we kind of talked. No, we talked about it. We, no, we did talk about we. Well, we talked about. Well, we want to talk about three Sylvester Stallone films. Like we talked about a lot of Demolition Man, and we talked about a lot of like Rambo, the first Rambo, and I think we talked about like uh, like Rocky Four. So that was uh, yeah, that was our our big overview of the of Stallone's That's oeuvre was uh, Demolition Demo- Man. is tight, by the way. Yeah, I kind of love that. I've really still really never fun. seen it. It's fucking cool. It's even funny how like the the modern Taco Bell logo has effectively been changed to look like what the uh, futuristic Taco Bell right. logo is in that in, yeah. in that movie with like all like pastels oh, and synergy. neon and shit. <laughs> Anyway, I want to uh, thank our guests for joining us. Uh, guests, can you uh, once again uh, plug your show for the uh, viewing audience? Uh, yeah, our show is called I Learn Nothing. It is a philosophy podcast uh, for complete and total idiots. Uh, ben uh, has a master's degree in it, and he attempts to uh, teach me about it. Yeah. Uh, we I also have, have... I have a master's degree in philosophy from Princeton University. Uh, well, it's not oh, a master's degree, me. but uh, it's, it's, it's... No, it's a, ma- it's a master's degree. Oh, I had no idea. Okay, so Ben has a master's degree in, uh, in, in that. I, I have a master's degree in... Uh, being cool from uh from vcu uh we also have a patreon where we kind of flip the script and i teach ben about any kind of topic that i want uh the other podcast that i do is called the lanalax corporation oh yeah uh it is uh basically uh black mirror meets dungeons and dragons choose your adventure it's very fun check that out uh benny boy take us home uh that's pretty much it i mean yeah uh, you can find us on social media pat is uh Dean Man P on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram. Instagram. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. 
Fuck. Your Never mind. Don't look I at look me. I look like Don't an idiot. No, DmanPN uh, on on Instagram, D E A N P A T, and uh, Pat Dean on Twitter. I'm Gristleporn on both. G R I S T L E P O R N. Awesome. It's a great name, by the way. Uh, Gary, not. it's actually horrendous. <laughs> I came up with it when I was twenty. Oh, there you I go. I love it now, and the, I'm twice that age. The, so, the, uh, the, you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know shit, Ben, but I think it's pretty great. I didn't know shit then, and I don't know shit now. <laughs> yeah, the best age. Well, sorry, to I blew up. That was. I think I got a little aggro, and I'm sorry. <laughs> the best age for coming no, no, up no. with, <laughs> with uh, ideas like that. Yeah, that stick with you forever. Um, uh, Garrett, do you have anything uh, you want to uh, want to share at the moment, or uh, like to plug? Sure, why uh, not? I, I am slowly, and I mean slowly, writing a record of uh, original songs about uh, about the current moment, and maybe one day I'll be done with it. It's called Four to Make the Villain, uh, which is kind oh, yeah. of a fucking, a little bit of a, I, I feel a little bit embarrassing, that title, but it's it's kind of, I, I'm trying to do something kind of kinks-like, because mm-hmm. uh, they're my favorite, and, or one of my faves anyway. Right. Not problematic. And uh, so that's what I'm working on. Look out for it. It'll probably be available, you know, eight to ten years from now. <laughs> Ray that's D- cool that you put yourself, that you put your goal that, that far. That's that's me, too. Uh, I, I just know, know, our, I just know our fans are going to keep me honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, our our oh, yeah. our, our, our virtual, you know the of the dozens and dozens of the rocks fans, um, all, all all of them that I know personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sorry, Ray, cut that from the show. I don't want to talk shit about our own show. Ray Davies got shot on the streets of New Orleans and sure st- and still walked to the ER. You know That's where I heard about that? Where? Fucking Terry Gross. Yeah, I don't know that, that motherfucker. She's. Talking about me? She scooped us. She scooped us. Was she talking about me? I don't recall, but I bet she was. Motherfucker. And and anyway, uh, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email us at givingthemike at gmail.com. We do have a Patreon, so if you want to help us support, if if for some god unknown reason you want to help support uh, us covering like um, a bandwidth cost or anything, check out us out at patreon.com slash givingthemike because what is the left this podcast if it does not have its own Patreon? Uh, we are at Facebook and um, Twitter at givingthemike. Tell all your friends, for uh, especially the ones you yeah, ones you like and the ones you don't like. Uh, stay safe out there. Wear your goddamn mask. If you have any suggestions for good Korean places to eat in town, uh, email us about it. Uh, but other than that, um, I've if been not Jer- Catholic. You're going to hell. Yes, I am. I am. Dr- I am. A, I, I consider myself a drunken Presbyterian, so I probably don't qualify. Um, and, and and also, gang, remember in these crazy times, it costs. Or rather, uh, you spend twice as many calories frowning as you do smiling. So, friends, uh, please smile unless you're trying to lose weight, in which case, keep on frowning. Baby. So it's going to be a big group, like, charity recording, like, Live Aid or something with, like, a bunch of, like, rap stars <laughs> singing, a, like, a song about keep on frowning for calorie burning and weight loss. Anyway, um, yeah, we've been, we've been silly tonight. Well, we will probably meet Millions up. with we'll children throughout the world are it, obese now. Yeah. We need to teach them to frown. 
<laughs> we won't, yeah, we won't stop. We won't stop the outsourcing of uh, corn syrup to all uh, major f- manufactured foodstuffs around the planet. But we will uh, have them change their personal affect because that's the yeah. way things go now. Yeah, give them bitch face until they lose some fucking weight. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, there's that's yeah they, they, that's they, there's your billboard slogan. Um, anyway, yeah, this has been part one of whatever the hell this is going to be. We'll probably come back and figure. Some, we'll probably at some point come back and actually address our topic, or not. I don't know. I mean, at some point, it's like, whatever. It's 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 the modern era where we we live in. We, we li- it's the pandemic purgatory. Who fucking knows anymore? After and with that, uh, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, let's let's take a two minute break. Hang on one second. Okay, Jeremy's refilling. Sure, I'm gonna get some iced tea because I've had a few beers. All right. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh no 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 it's it's fine. We're we're being silly. Okay. So I'm so stoned. Sorry, yeah, me too. <laughs> I hope we're not fucking this up. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what they want. I don't know. I'm sure it's fine. I'm trying to I'm trying to be as funny as possible. We'll I'm see. sure it's fine. Yeah. It sounds like it's not a very uh, uh, sort of like our podcast is not very structured. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's like it's when chaotic evil and chaotic good meet. <laughs> yeah, chaotic, I'm cha- I'm chaotic simple. <laughs> chaotic simple is good. That's what I call myself. <laughs> I'm chaotic nervous. <laughs> I'm chaotic healing. <laughs> oh, that's fuck! I already told you about this. You know the that fucking movie I told you about with Charlize Theron, where they're immortals. So yeah. they're just like these fucking like <laughs> immortal Navy SEALs, and then they just get like fucking riddled with bullets, and then they just <laughs> come back to life. Yeah, man, I am so high. It's rules. <laughs> yeah, I do want to talk about Nietzsche. I'm almost there. I'm about. I'm about to finish. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm about to finish. I'm about to finish on Nietzsche. <laughs> no, these guys are fun. Yeah, no, they're good. They're good dudes. Uh, what was I going to say? Fucking. What do you? <coughs> uh, when should we record this week? <coughs> oh, so. <coughs> like Thursday or Friday? Bitch. Something like that. Heard. Yeah, I can do Thursday. We're not doing talk night this week. Uh, so. Oh, yeah, because you're banned. <laughs> We're permanently banned. We have to do it on YouTube now. We, we, we were, we were they really fucking banned. They banned you. They never. T- they, you, you don't really know why. No, I know exactly why. It was because JT brandished the fake gun, and I'm like, thing. yeah, and I kept saying dyslexic people were stupid. Okay. But that part I felt was clearly tongue in cheek. But I guess the uh, good people at a. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's one of those like liability things. It's like they can't. They have to, you know, play it safe and enforce all of them, and rather than like not, and then make a mistake. You know what I mean? Heard. I don't know. That's my explanation for it. That's your expert take. My expert and, take on Twitch. And, I don't know how to use it. 